Hey guys, brand new podcast. We're going to talk about something serious for two seconds. Are we? Yeah, we are. Oh. Because I think it really affected me, the conversation we had last night. It did. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I figured before you skip forward 15 seconds, 12 <laughs> times, someone was like, 40 minute fucking ad read, Bert. Are you serious? I know. I got an email about it too. Here's the deal. I want to talk about this real quick. Uh, before the podcast starts, it's a great podcast. It's off fucking rails. Owen Benjamin's fantastic. I actually absolutely love that guy. He, we talk about our differences, his differences. Oh, I'll tell you about that in a second. Anyway, last night, Leanne, <laughs> I don't know, even know how to start talking about this. First of all, this is going to sound really fucking silly. Okay. I had a guy come to my green room, uh, this past weekend in Indiana, who's doing a documentary on postpartum. No, nope. post-traumatic post- stress disorder. Correct. PTSD. And I, I've always jokingly, lightheartedly said, I have PTSD. But but I I know that people had said I did, but I didn't really think I did, to be dead honest with you. I mean, to be dead honest with you, I knew that I had some effects from doing the stuff I did on Travel Channel, where I would, I'm, you know, I have a terrible fear of heights, and I was jumping off stadiums and jumping off uh, bridges and jumping off buildings, and I was sharing my story with this guy i wish i had his name i wish i could promote his documentary i wish i could he's friends with todd who who is on the pat mcafee show todd if you can if anyone reaches out to todd help email us yeah well that doesn't do anything good i should know the guy's name now but well, we, we were sharing we were sharing our stories and he said i said yeah yeah i had post-traumatic trust disorder post-traumatic stress disorder and he was like really and i told him i said yeah and i was kind of lighthearted saying it and he was like no that makes total fucking sense yeah and he was like you you definitely had it and i we kind of shared what mornings would be like when you're doing something where you don't know if you're gonna live or die mm-hmm. and i know that basically jumping off a stadium in africa isn't this i mean it is a scary it's really it's scary. scary i know what you're jumping saying. off the stratosphere you know that you're probably not gonna die bungee yeah. jumping you know you're probably not gonna die but regardless I, I, but these, your nervous system reacts the same as if you really are about to be shot yeah. or about to blow up in a bomb. Your your nervous system doesn't know the difference. They, Pan- they yeah. think you're going to die. My my mornings were panic-filled. I'd, I'd drink at night, and then I'd wake up at 4 in the morning with panic attacks, and then I'd end up inevitably in a in a fetal position in the in the shower, crying, thinking, how the fuck do I get out of this? How, do I, how come I can't get out of this? Why is this my life? And by the way... I'm pissing and moaning about being on a television show where they traveled me around the world. So it, it was double-edged. Like, I loved the job. And it this wasn't every day, but it definitely was once a week. And it was, sometimes it was, sometimes it was three times a week. And sometimes it wasn't. It was the collateral damage of having this amazing experience. The point, the reason this is coming up is I had that conversation with this guy this weekend. And, I, and it kind of sunk in on me. And then last night, Leanne exp- explained... Which we will not go into detail, but two events that happened in our marriage. We can go into as much detail whatever as you want. You, God, whatever you but, want. But um, where I was an irrational lunatic, mm. um, not physically violent with her, no. but no, never, just an irrational lunatic. And I think Leanne at that point um, said, "I mean, I, 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 I would say things like, what was I saying?'" Like, this isn't the marriage I signed up for. Uh, I, I can't believe I married the wrong person. I can't believe I've married the wrong wait, wait. person. And I I'm have like, no recollection you of are, this. You are incorrect and out of your mind. And the, the, the thing about it was the arguments would go on 
forever for like an hour and a half and I would not be allowed to speak. So, I mean, I wouldn't be allowed to speak. I would, I would be told I couldn't speak and I knew you were not yourself. It was always off of one of these trips. The one, the one bad one, I guess Mm -hmm. was right after I fell off the waterfall. Right. And I think that waterfall fall, by the way, I was also heavily using pills at the time because of the pain because of the pain and it was also managing my brain yeah and so but the symptoms of ptsd had started at least six months before that probably a little longer than that i knew you were in ptsd before way before you did and by the way i know i'm not a soldier okay no no there's a reason i'm sharing this is because this podcast podcasts in general do a lot of really good for a uh, for a lot of people there's a guy uh, right now sitting in dialysis. Uh, I met him this weekend, and he said, thank you. I sit in dialysis. It's not fun, but I get to listen to your podcast. Right. And you get so many... And look, now granted, you're going to listen to me and Owen talk about sonicox in a second. Oh my, what is a sonicox? You'll see. And uh-huh. so, but the point is that this podcast, podcasts do do good for people. And I was just a TV host. I was just a TV host jumping off buildings and skydiving and riding motorcycles and the nobility is different diving. than being a soldier the nobility of what you were doing but at the end of the day you felt regularly that you might die on that day yes so your I nervous system you believed it because the phone calls that would come home you believed it and listen i'm not shitting on my experience at travel channel that's no. just my brain it's the way my brain works right and so you were not wired to do extreme uh, life-threatening events. That's not how you're wired. So I'm, the reason I wanted to have this conversation is, and I know that it's, I know that with the military, it's gotten a lot better. You know, our grandfathers, I, I think it's gotten a lot better from when my grandfather was in the war because he came back from World War II. Well, it's no longer a secret like it was. Secret. The men didn't carry it in silence like they did then. But I think we I was carrying mine in silence, at least with myself. I was too yes. proud to say. So if... I'm only reason I'm sharing this is that I am night and day healthier. Yes. Mentally than I was at this time mm-hmm. in my life. And and that's based on Leanne. She got me into therapy and I've been doing therapy now for the one one of the really bad ones happened in Nashville and mm-hmm. uh, not Nashville, Knoxville. Yes. I was there doing stuff for Travel Channel and I don't know. I don't remember it. I don't remember these. And I was just. They were like episodes. Yeah, it was like it was like losing my mind. It was like it was like being married to someone who has PTSD is. um, And by the way, I understand I'm not a soldier. I understand I'm not a fucking crab fisherman. stop making excuses. No, but I know, but I'm just a TV. I know there's people going, are you fucking serious? I'm sure there are people going, are you fucking serious? Yeah. And but my the only reason I'm sharing this is that if you have a job that if. It's possible to get PTSD from not going to Afghanistan. Well, battered women have it. Yeah, and so if you feel like you might be going through it, go get therapy. It's okay to do therapy. Do it on Skype. I do it through Skype, and uh, and I love it. I do it once a week. Uh, Listen, PTSD, to to dispel any incorrect information anybody may have, people can suffer from that from watching a parent die in hospice. They can suffer from being battered. They can suffer PTSD from rape. They can suffer PTSD from any kind of event that makes you feel like you are going to die. Anything that's intense enough that makes you feel you're going to... It doesn't mean that you will. It just means that you could. So if there are people out there 
that think this is silly, that I think I'm silly, you're, you're allowed to. And I'll be the person you can make fun of and make it a joke when you see me and whatever. But if there's a couple of you out there that are like, fuck, man, I think I might have that shit. I've had a few really bad episodes with my wife or with my, I've, I, I, maybe I, maybe I should get into therapy, get into therapy. I, the, I, the only reason I'm sharing this is that we had this conversation last night and it really eye opened me and I'm a little bit in a, in a bummer mood today. Cause I'm, I was like, I went and sauna and I was just like, I was like, man, what the fuck? Like, and then I'm like, you know, I, I should just maybe talk to my therapist. <laughs> and so it, there's no shame in it. So no. you can make fun of me if you want. And you can make jokes about it. But if you're out there and you're going through some troubles, go talk to somebody. Yeah. For real. Get a therapist. For real. It really helps. The truth about PTSD, the truth is it doesn't get better without help. It does not. So if you don't. I don't even, I don't remember even talking about PTSD with my therapist. Oh, I remember the day when you told me that he said that you had PTSD. I don't remember much Because I thought to myself, Finally, because my I've been in therapy for a long time because I have had trauma in my life, too. And therapy helps me manage our life because our life is so not typical. It's so crazy. Our life has always been not typical or predictable or completely manageable without some backup. So she's always been a backup for me. And I had the gift of talking to her about this PTSD while you were going through it. So I was able to really be patient and compassionate. And I think a lot of wives, particularly military wives, don't have that resource. I mean, their husbands or spouses barely have that resource. So it's really hard to watch someone you care for suffer and and not be able to help them and then also be on the receiving end of something they can't manage or control. Yeah. It's really difficult. So And obviously I mended mine with alcohol. <laughs> that was a it. very big liquid band-aid. But um But uh but yeah. But there are people out there to help you. People want to help you and there's no shame in saying, you know what, I saw some horrific things or I experienced something extremely scary and I need help processing it. I don't know what to do with <laughs> or, it. Or or I just went to a job where I had to be the only one to jump off a fucking cliff and I watched everyone else put in lunch orders and I would lose my goddamn mind. How can you think about lunch right now? I don't know. Can I see the menu? And I'd be like, I'm about to I'm, die. I, my, I'm about to die. And these assholes are ordering fucking lunch. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 my, it got so bad that I couldn't get on a roller coaster towards the end. Right. Because I was afraid I'd get locked into the roller coaster. And I, I, I mean, I'm, I was a mess towards the end of that fucking run of Travel Channel. Yeah, there's a lot of crying and a lot of... Well, there was a lot of crying. Yes. So, there was a lot so, of crying over the phone. There was a lot of... There was a lot of... A lot of irrational rationalization of, of completely um, impossible things that was oh. happening. It was... It was... Uh, I should probably just by default have a PhD in, in like therapy from living through that time. It was really, really challenging. But yeah. you are so much better and it is 100%... Well, not 100%. It is 50% your therapy and 50% you working in your therapy. So... Right. Yeah. The heartfelt speech is over. Okay. If you're, if you, if you are going through some trouble, just talk to get a, some help, get some help, talk to a friend. Yo, I love you. You know that. 
Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to the ah, person whose ear I'm in. I love you don't you listen too. to my fucking podcast. No, I don't. I barely love you. <laughs> Today's podcast, I have tour dates, by the way. I have tour dates. Uh, Charlotte, this weekend. Is it Charlotte or Charleston? I think it's Charlotte. I'm pretty sure it's Charlotte. Let me see. Uh, yeah, Charlotte, Comedy Zone, this weekend. 15, 16, 17. Then, I'm shooting my special. The 22nd, 23rd, 24th is the taping. We are in Philly. Um, we did release tickets. Those tickets uh, went away pretty quick. Uh, I'm in Grand Rapids on the 16th of March. Oh, that's nice. Oh, good booking, my, my loving team, Bert. Why? I will have done my, my special. <laughs> I've done my special. I've taken two weeks off. I will, and I will be doing new material in a 1300 seat theater in Grand Rapids. Why would you do new material? I, I, Why don't you I just guess, do your special? I guess I could do some of my special. You could do your special. No I'll one a, will have seen yeah. it oh, yeah, nationwide. Right. No Sacramento Punchline, those shows are selling out. Uh, Laugh Out Loud, San Antonio. By the way, uh, I was double booked. I, I We're going to change this. I double booked myself on, on accident. Utah. I'm going to be coming to Utah. But... Uh, at wise guys on the 19th through 21st of april and i had sal and nate and i were going to do a theater uh on the 21st and sal gave me the wrong date and so i can't do the theater anymore blame it on sal blame it on sal um today's podcast brought to you by beachbody talk about personal experiences leanne oh, oh, oh i love beachbody yep 21 day fix how much weight did you lose 10 pounds 10 pounds you lost an inch around your waist i lost an inch and a half around my waist uh no I lost two inches, two and a half inches around my waist, an inch and a half around my hips, uh, an inch and a half around my chest, yeah, and an inch I on my thighs. Um, Beachbody On Demand is basically an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective, world-class workouts personalized to meet your needs, like... Pio, P90X, Insanity, T25, three-week yoga retreat, and the 21-day fix, which Leanne just got done with. Yeah. It's it's all on your phone. It's all on your tablet. It's all on yes. your computer. I listen to Leanne work out in the morning. She drops the girls off at school, comes in, does her workout on, from the 21-day fix, Yep. and she is done for the day. I do it. Actually, I do it on my phone. Because then I can do it anywhere and I want to. And it's easy. You don't have to worry about getting into a class or fucking yeah. scheduling it. Like and it's 30 th- minutes. It's 30 minutes. And so it is absolutely fantastic. Um, it is all those different. I mean, it, there's so much content on this site that it can almost be overwhelming. Yeah. It, you could. Well, it's I get overwhelming. Lost in it. I get lost in it because I'll go on to Tony Horton's like he does a podcast workout like the videos. I'll watch that. I get It's really an, a fantastic um, thing because it helps you become the total package you want to become. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, here's the deal. Let me just. It's affordable. You can get this amazing program, all 600 workouts and nutritional f- information for free. This is. Look, this is the call to action. Right now, give it a try. You're my listener, and you can get a free trial membership when you text BERT to 303030. Text BERT, B-E-R-T, to 303030 and get a free trial membership. You will get full access to the entire 
entire platform for free. All the workouts and nutrition inf- nutritional information for free. All you got to do is text BERT to 303030. It really is. It, it I've noticed a huge difference in Leanne. And I've got to be dead honest with you. Her getting in shape, it, it's not a coincidence that she feels very artistically uh, motivated right now. She's got a podcast. She's got, she's got big numbers. Oh, I got big numbers. She's not, really excited. Not really, she's having fun doing it. I'm Look. having fun. I, it's an amazing creative outlet. And I think they do go hand in hand. Yeah, because she started getting in shape and just feeling better and yeah. looking looking better. Yeah. I can't wait to so hold much out better. Um, this podcast is also brought to you by Squarespace. Leanne, would you I like know. to talk about Squarespace? I don't know why they're not advertising on my podcast. Because right? no one listens. Uh, shut <laughs> up. Not yet. Leanne did our website with Squarespace. We had a website provider for a long time, and she said, you know what? I think I can do it. And she did it. Leanne cannot turn on the TV. She is. Oh, that's not true, but I am not Twitter savvy. She's not Twitter savvy. She is not internet savvy. If you told her, hey, can you find this online? It would take her a month. That's not true either. It would take her. It's because 15 she, minutes. But the point is, she decided to do Squarespace and build our own website. She redesigned it all herself. She increased our business, our online sales of business by like 30%. Uh, at least. At least 30. I would say 50%. Uh, at least. And, uh, and how hard and we was love it? the way it looks. It's really easy because they they have all these templates. So if you have if you need an online store, they've got a template. If you are a blogger, they've got a template. If you are a coach for a ball team, they've got a template for that. If you're a musician, they've got a template for that. It's really easy. You just choose the template that works best for whatever you're trying to promote online. If you're a hair and makeup designer, they've got a template for that. If you're wedding, they got a template for that. If you're a lawyer, a gamer, a real estate broker, a consultant, a healthcare financial services, they've got they they've literally got it. they've got it. They've, they've made it this covered. really fucking easy. It's so brain free. It's such a great way if you want to start your own business, if you feel like you got something to pro- to profile and you want people to see and you want to make some money, this is a Squarespace really is super fucking easy it is really easy it's really affordable it's very user-friendly so you don't need a webmaster if you want something changed on it you can change it yourself because you built it yourself turn your cool idea into a new website showcase your work publish a blog or a, a vlog sell your products of all kinds promote your physical or online business announce an upcoming event i by the way i do all this here's the deal <laughs> I, do, I do i do all that I know you do. <laughs> here's the deal Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you are ready to launch, use the offer code BERTCAST to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com, enter BERTCAST, one word, B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T, and you can get a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the code BERTCAST to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Nice. Squarespace. So easy, my wife can use it. That's their, they wrote that copy in they there. They did. That, it's, that, it sounds legit. It sounds legit. Today's podcast, thank you for everyone. What? I thought you were going to read that no, again. No, no, no. Sorry, Today's sorry. podcast, thank you everyone for listening through that uh, little weird beginning. Um, I just I just feel like, hey. Do you feel awkward about it? Yeah, a little. Why? Yeah. Does it make you feel vulnerable? Yeah, yeah. And it's made me feel awkward all day today. Has uh, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember those fights. I genuinely don't remember them. I genuinely... I don't think you were in them. I think you were having an outer body experience. Anyway, um, 
today's podcast is a lot of fun. I love this guy. I, he is he is uh, a flamethrower on Twitter. You may not like him based on some of his tweets. <laughs> I love him, and I don't agree with everything he says, but man, I get a kick out of him. I remember when he started becoming the Owen he is today. See, Owen wasn't always this guy, and we talk about this a little bit on the podcast. Owen is a stand-up comedian, for those of you who don't know. Casted Sullivan and Son, one of the the probably, a career that took off so quickly in Hollywood when I first met him. I think a lot of people were jealous of him. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He he just was, was... really good looking he's tall yeah and uh and he's smart as shit and he's he's a genius he talks about that grounded guy he really is he got off the grid but i remember when he got off the grid he he was just like fuck it i remember when he came on my podcast just me and him on here and i said something i can't remember the exact quote but i said something about brazilians and this is the beginning of the owen we know today he goes he goes yeah you know they can't get aids right and I was like, what? what? And he goes, yeah. And they got hammers for cocks. Anyway, like it just. Oh, he, my God. And, he, and now Owen just goes hard in the fucking paint. I, I really do appreciate guys like him and Kevin Brennan and just guys who fucking. Anyway, so he came by. We hung out. We talk about saunas because he lives in a, uh, out in Saranac, New York. And he's got a sauna. And he goes in the sauna and then rolls in the snow. Oh, about, that's stupid. It's not. It's uh, it it uh, increases your uh, heat protein shocks. Something. Rolling in the snow. Heat shock protein. I, I just guessed at that. Is that really what it is? Heat shock protein. Rolling in the snow increases your heat shock protein. Yeah, maybe you should listen to Dr. Rhonda Patrick a couple times. Who's that? Yeah. Well, I just texted her, uh, her a video of her to you. So oh. why don't you catch up mm-hmm. on Dr. Rhonda Patrick? I'm not super savvy in technology. Well, you know. she said that uh, going in a sauna increases your longevity by forty percent. That's awesome. What does that have to do roll around in the snow after? You, uh, Owen likes to shock a system. It's good for your immune system to do a plunge. A polar plunge. That's too much work. Yeah, well, don't listen to the podcast then. Okay. You already won't. I listen to yours. You don't listen to mine. You yours never are too long. To Who has three hours? Are you fucking kidding me? A I guy in dialysis. Three, I don't have three hours. A guy driving a truck. I'm raising children's. A, 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 a mom cleaning the house. You listen to other fucking podcasts. Yeah, but they're like 30 minutes to an hour. You well, then I maybe, okay, whatever. Yours are too long. <sighs> <laughs> Look, she's got two fucking podcasts out, and she's all of a sudden three. Well, no, not yet. And she's all, all of a sudden a expert in podcasts. I'm not an expert, but I am Yours an expert. I am an expert at what I enjoy, and that's just too much of a commitment. She, I can hey, you believe I'm, no, I, can hey, you imagine if I went on her podcast and any intro just started shitting on her podcast? I'm not shitting on your podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying it's too long for me. I have you all day, every day. Do you think I really want to listen to you for an additional three well, hours? I think you might find this conversation with me and Owen very fascinating. Possibly. Maybe. I just, I mean, I hear you talk all day long, all day, every day. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> enjoy the podcast. Comedian Owen Benjamin. This is the Ladies and gentlemen, he's spiking. He's constantly spiking. <laughs> <laughs> You introduced me to the spike, and now I'm starting to like actually spike sometimes. You spike all the fucking time. <laughs> your your Twitter is probably one of my more enjoyable Twitters to log on to. Thanks, man. I get such a kick out of you just... I mean, it's like a Sam Tripoli quote, but flamethrowing motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like... like it's, you know what it is? I said to someone yesterday that we were talking about... 
Kevin Brennan was shitting about me, shitting on me on his podcast. He's hilarious though. That's and, the, and whole, so, yeah, the and whole so, point of the podcast. So yeah. part of it, you go, part of it, you're like, oh, cool. I want to hear it. Someone texted me. So I called in and he fucking flamethrowed me to my face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, and, and he's like, and you know, he doesn't hate you. You no. know that he's just venting saying probably what a lot of people are saying, you know, probably. And he likes it when you flame him. Oh yeah. Like, he, Cause his, his uh, show is called burning bridges. Oh, it's, it's so great. it was so and it was so much fun to listen to and he talks shit about his brother too a lot dude he's like yeah my brother wouldn't even uh neil brennan the guy uh created Chappelle show and he's like yeah my brother wouldn't even come to my baby shower i mean if i said Chappelle would fucking he could he'd go to africa on a rowboat <laughs> <laughs> i'm like that's your own brother this is hilarious the, he uh he makes me giggle and you'd and i i was saying to someone i don't know I said we were talking about what is the thing that makes comics um, draws. Oh, yeah, I was talking to Mark Norman, I think. We were oh, talk- that guy's hilarious. He's great. And His we were- Twitter feed is so funny. He's a funny motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, we were talking. I was. I have a theory. It's. It's a little bit. I think a little bit what I do sometimes is it's uh, cutting cutting the sleeves off your comedy. Would you let her out, Halston? Such a good dog. Cutting the sleeves off your comedy. I think to an extent you look at someone like Larry the Cable Guy as my example. Once he cut his sleeves off his comedy, everyone went, oh, I know that guy. Right. And in a weird way, I kind of did that. I kind of, when I took my shirt off and that clip went viral, I think I got recognized the other day at the airport and this girl goes, oh, I didn't recognize you with your shirt on. That's hilarious. And so part of me welcomes that. I don't mind that entirely i don't i don't i don't have a problem with being identifiable as long as your brand is good as long as what you do is good and you and kevin have done almost the opposite is you've sewn sleeves back on your comedy and you're like no fuck this i'm gonna be 100 honest with everything yeah and it's so and in an art form where we all claim to do it it's so refreshing even though people, I don't agree with you all the time, but and but no, but no one agrees with anyone right. all the time. We're but it's not like, clones. It's like, yeah, I go. I still fucking love the guy. Like I don't. But I'm still wicked defensive of people I like. That's the thing. It's not like I'm just uh, like I just shit on people. It's like if I like somebody, I'll go to war for that person for no reason. I just that's why uh, a lot of the people that follow me are now call themselves the unbearables and they call me big bear because the <laughs> archetype is that it's it's that i'm a bear like i'm yeah. really like nah, but then also like oh belly rub honey like it's not like i'm like mad or not mad it's just like i'll go with emotions and i was talking to jordan peterson he did my uh podcast I just, i've got it you know can i tell you this i'm so i regret that i do not know anything about jordan peterson oh man who because i'm sure i've heard Bro, him. you're gonna you personally are gonna love it Wait, who is he the professor professor who refused to do the pronouns i know George. oh wait, he, wait he's number one author in the world Ever, right now he's not from evergreen no that's brett weinstein i know he's my brett boy weinstein. too brett's awesome is jordan peterson out of canada yeah i know jordan peterson he's amazing dude he's fucking really great yeah he's uh he's just this archetypal legend he's all about the art he's like well you gotta save your father from the belly of the beast <laughs> like everything's about an arc. well you gave me good advice last time we talked where you said uh you know, do exactly what you want to do. Like, say what you like, and and it just go from there. And that's what I'm doing. It's like it's, I don't have a censor. I think people pay comedians to hear honesty, where they just go. Because my my slogan was always, "I might be wrong, but I'm not lying." Yeah. So whatever I think right now, I've been wrong. Like one time, I I, I thought that uh, a funnier die parody was real, and I freaked out about some <laughs> bullshit. And it's like, like, uh, you know, I'll just go with it. 
but it's like, I'm not lying. And so people literally will pay you money to just hear someone who isn't lying to them. And like, I just did Burlington, Vermont, great comedy club up there. And, uh, it's the heart of soy country. And I'm not that. <laughs> the heart and of so, soy you know, country. I told him that Bernie Sanders is basically Bane. You know, it's like, oh, your people deserve everything you've ever wanted. You know, <laughs> we'll take it from the 1% who have had enough. And you morons will vote for me. There was a bomb in Gotham, you know, and uh, and they're at first they're like offended. And then by the end, they're clapping and they're going with it, because even though Bernie Sanders lives there. Yeah. And I'm mocking them for soy. I'm like, I would I would I would eat your soy, but I don't want my cock to fall off, you know? <laughs> and by the end they're like it doesn't matter if we disagree with him, he's not lying. Yeah. And that's what comedy is. It it really is and I think you know, I I can tell you right now, I am super guilty of biting my tongue. I am super guilty. Yeah, but you're so obvious when you're biting your tongue that it's almost charming. <laughs> like you'll literally be like look over at Bird, he's like like it's like we know you're biting your tongue i am a horrible i am a horrible like the i've i've written tweets getting ready to light someone up and then i go delete i don't even want to get involved in that well i have a, a bunch of friends just like you that will like text me how much they like my tweets oh but yeah they won't retweet i get it all the time like like a lot of times there's like a, a level of fame where somebody doesn't necessarily want to be associated with a bear during a torching session, but they like <laughs> the totally love what I'm doing. Session. And they're just like, dude, of course, like, <laughs> you know, this is hilarious. They're like, sorry, I can't retweet you big bear, but I'm on the CW right now. I'm like, I get it. I I'm off the grid, but just enjoy the bears torchings. It's so funny because like, you know, people will say to me at my shows, uh, They'll go like, uh, like th th this is the most famous one. And it's my favorite one ever is that people will say to me, dead serious, dead serious. Hey man, wh wh why are you friends with Ari Shafir? And I go, are you being serious? And they're like, he's like, he's really unlikable. I go, yeah, but I don't know him. The like I know him. I really genuinely know. Like he's, I've known him for a very long time. Yeah. I really love the guy. And they're like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess I'll give him a second chance. And I go, hold on. You're just basing what you know off of him on the internet as opposed to what I know as him as a man and like who I talk to regularly and have had long car rides and sat outside his apartment in his car for an hour and a half just talking. I love Ari. Yeah. I've known him too since the open mic days. And I go, I go, oh, and they do the same thing with like, with you. They do it with Tom. When Tom got in all that beef with... See, that's the thing about the torchings. I went to war for Tom and I don't even hang out with Tom just because yeah. I like Tom. Yeah. Like, they, like someone was trying to talk shit about his new special and I just, you know, tweet after tweet. I'm just like, just torching it because it's like... It's not about shitting on people. It's just about saying what everyone wants to say and can't. It's and it's you know I just had a conversation with my management about um, this joke I have in the middle of my special that they don't. It's it's forty minutes into my special, and uh, they're like, I, I, I mean, the first forty minutes is fucking awesome, and they're like, there's I wouldn't. They go at forty minutes. You have a joke where um, uh, I won't. I guess I won't say it because I I want you to hear it on the special, but it's uh, about the word cunt. Great and, word. And uh, they're like, I, it's just, I think, you know, you'll lose some people. I go, if I lose people 40 minutes in, if they're on the fence 40 minutes into watching my special. Cut, cut the cut the dead weight. I want them, I want them gone. Bro, I, in, in Burlington, two Marines drove down from Maine to see my show. 
and it was like oversold and there were people waiting and they couldn't get a table. So I go on stage for the first 10 minutes. All I do is shit on Burlington until uh, a couple gets up to leave. And I go, finally, my boys can come in. <laughs> and I told, I told the crowd, I go, you realize this whole time I've just been trying to get some dead wood to fucking burn away. <laughs> I'm like, I want someone easily offended to leave so that these Marines can come sit and then everyone clapped. Oh, there was a, there was a girl that walked out of my show in Portland because I talk about my kids a lot, but I'm not, but it, in it like, and She's I like, think as someone who's had five abortions, I'm offended. Oh, she, I talk <laughs> of it in a very honest way about my kids. Yeah. Like I don't really cut corners. Same about my wife, my dad. Like I, I'm really pretty honest and then maybe a little too brutal, maybe a little too honest. And, uh, she goes, eat your young, eat your young. Why don't you? And walked out. What and does I that went, even mean? Eat your young. I guess I have no fucking idea, but she was a, a Portland liberal and, and it's like, and one of those un, un, unbearable fucking liberals where right, you're like, right, right. like I ran into one on the ski slope. Oh, I can't, they're leftists. I did a whole video called why I hate the left. Oh, that's gotten huge. Hundreds of thousands. Response. Yeah. And so, cause the whole thing is I'm like, my dad's a liberal and I argue with him, but we love each other and I respect it because we, we have the same goals. A leftist doesn't have the same goals. They want yeah. the whole fucker to burn. They're like, you know, gender doesn't mean a thing. That tree could be a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. You know, postmodernism, eh, that isn't the same. Like, liberal yeah. conservative discussions are great. That's what America's founded on. But that's, like, what, that's what I didn't th Like, the communists are postmodern nihilists. They believe in, they're, they're like right out of the Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of the things that I don't get about. I don't, I guess I don't, maybe I don't get it about either extremes is when they go, no, I disagree. I want you fired. Well, th well, the beauty of that is they're losing now. Like, yeah. look at me. It's like, they're like, oh, you're, you're problematic. You're blackballed. It's like, oh, well, it's weird. Cause now I'm making a better living and it's expanding exponentially yeah. because they're starting to, to, they're cutting off everything. They're like that bitchy girl in, in high school that, that just kept cutting friends until she was alone. Yeah, it's like the the how far you have to go now to be on the leftist side is nuts. Like three year old trans kids, and like everyone's the same, and the only reason that people have different amounts of wealth is because of oppression. No, I've read the Gulag Archipelago guy. <laughs> We're not going down that road. Yeah, I won a Nobel Prize. Not exactly fake news. You know? That's the other thing about you is you are like I am. One, one of the things my dad taught me very early in my life is you're a moron. Shut your fucking mouth. Like you're not he, a moron. You're, dad, you're you're a very intuitive man. Yeah, intuitive, but I do say things without any research, based on like what what the fuck's that? Like I remember, dad, I call it instinct math. I do it with my wife. I'm like 16 and a half. She's like, do you know that? I'm like instinct math. <laughs> I did it. The, I did it with the first Gulf War. I came in. and I go, uh, can't believe you're watching this this fucking war shit. I'm so against it. My dad goes, you're a fucking idiot. And I go, no, I'm not. And he goes. Go to I'm like 16 years old. He goes, go to your room and don't come down until you realize why you're a fucking idiot. So I'm sitting in my room going, why am I an idiot? Like, <laughs> this is what this is what I'm going. This is what happened in the 60s. The kids want to protest. The parents don't want to protest. My dad's a conservative. I'm a liberal. And my dad comes up. He goes, have you figured why you're an idiot yet? And I go, yeah. I go, you're conservative. I'm a liberal. That's all it is. And my dad goes, I'm a I'm the biggest liberal you'll ever fucking meet. He goes, you have any idea what this war is about? And I go, no. And he goes, you, so you don't know what the war is about. You just protest war. I go, yeah. And he goes, did you know that he is, there is a genocide going on and he's killing people in his own country? I said, no. 
And he goes, did you know that's what Hitler did? And I said, no. And he goes, did you know that we're standing up for the people that are oppressed? And that is why we're going in. I went, no. And he went, all right, come down and let's watch news together. Right, so we right. watched the news and I was like, well, this war seems pretty justifiable. <laughs> oh my God. It's the same with like the gun stuff. Like at first I didn't understand. Well, cause my whole family are all like conservative rednecks type. And then my parents are like professor liberals. Yeah. So it's this weird duality I have in my family where I think my instincts were always right wing, but I was raised left wing. Yeah. So like, I'm always like, I'm like, yeah, guns are bad, but why? I feel like really owning one. Oh. It was almost like genetic. And then I would like argue the side against guns. And then, I, but I'm open-minded enough where someone explained to me that they're, they're, it's, it's a disarmed population is easy to ta be taken over by a tyrannical government. And it's, that's why it's in the constitution. Yeah. You know, it's to protect yourself from the government. And, and Ben Shapiro, when he was with uh, that British guy that's so douchey what's that guy's name pierce morgan yeah yeah yeah. and yeah. uh and he was uh, and pierce morgan was like but ben you really think the government is ever going to come at its own people and he's like yeah my grandparents are ash from the holocaust so yes yes i do <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents are ash from the holocaust yeah he's like yeah germany did it to my everyone in my family like you fucking asshole <laughs> of course governments always do that and they always disarm the population right before they do it so what is it then when someone like myself who I, I think i i lean i lean less conservative you lean right and, it, and you're liberal in a lot of ways, but like everyone is now right because the Overton window has gone so left. It's gone. It's gone so left that I go, I can't see. I can't. I cannot ever agree with what happened at Evergreen State. Exactly. University. You're right. Then I you're... can't ever agree with that. I can't agree with idealistic children who are putting out ideas out there that just aren't grounded in any substantialness like who haven't lived a life who haven't experienced a life exactly and i and i just i go but i'm also like like the whole thing that happened and i don't i won't bring up i don't i won't bring, bring up, up anyone's. i'm an open book man i know but I don't, i'm afraid of that guy that guy's name i don't want to get him involved Fine. but the guy the i think he i don't think he's a comic i think he's a podcaster who's doing uh replacement therapy on his kid yeah like part of me goes i lost my age and age over that guy yeah seriously that guy <laughs> That sick fucker um i heard that and i i mean i i was i was talking to dr drew and both of us were appalled that you would do that to a child it's abuse and the worst possible level but part of me goes part of me also says all right look really honestly i don't give a fuck like i don't like i don't give a fuck if you want to do that to your kid that's what you're going to do to your kid i, I do I think the state should step in. I think someone should be like... I think it's cultural. See, that's where I'm libertarian and, and not always conservative when it comes to legal matters, where it's like, I don't want to give the government more power yeah. to do shit. It's like, your life is your life. I'm not going to legislate your life. But, like, part, cu yeah. but culturally, we have to all know that that's fucked up and that there should be shame involved in that. Three-year-olds act out their brain. I know a lot about like neuroscience and how people form, and it's like you act out various things. And if you act out wearing a dress or want, like my son right now loves to dance and like go like this. Does yeah. that mean he's gay or not even gay, but like a, a girl? Oh, secret time. Uh, when I was in probably before first grade, one of my favorite things in the world to do, this is hardcore secret time. This is something I think maybe only my mom knows. <laughs> I love it, dude. I'm in. <laughs> I used to like to put on her high heels and strut like a woman and go, hey, big guy. Hell yeah. I used to love it. It used to, and I used to do it, a, I mean, a lot. And I'm sure 
my mom was probably like I'm sure she was like, oh, maybe he's gay. Maybe, I don't know. Whatever it was. You're acting me. out the concept. That's what it is. Like kids can't have that, that, that they don't have the brain capacity yet to like think abstract things. You have to physically do them to understand what it means. I don't think I really realized my sexuality until, until I was at least, I would say at least 10. I only say that because we lived, I remember being in our new house and saying i thought i was gay till around 10 i didn't i didn't know what i didn't know what gay or straight was i mean there, I, we didn't have any reference for gay and when i was you know but i didn't never saw gay i didn't know there was such thing as gay my, my piano teacher was transsexual so I, right. I was like off the bat knew a lot more than i should have about everything <laughs> what's well, the joke you have a great time to come out of the it's closet. halloween halloween <laughs> yeah because that's true uh, i had a female or female uh piano teacher that became a dude and so on halloween she came as like a dude and I was like, no way. And then by Thanksgiving, we had the talk <laughs> that Lucinda was now Larry and we're still friends. Like, that's the funniest thing is during all this controversy with me, Larry was like, do people not know Owen's like really fine with trans people? Like we're buddies after yeah. like 30 years. And I'm like, you don't get it. Like, you don't get that. This is about leftism. It's not about trans people. Trans people have come to my shows and been like, I love your comedy. I have a, I have a joke called trans people ruined everything. But like a lot of trans people are more like libertarians and they're so sick of the LGBT bullshit that they don't want to be treated as the next rung of the outrage Ponzi scheme for the state to get more power. That's what it is. It's not trans people. It's, it's saying the state has a right to legislate your language. That's what Peterson was arguing. It's not that he won't say certain things. It's just, he has to be able to choose it because yeah. once you open that up to the state, they never give it back and they keep going until we have no more free speech. And that's happening right now in Canada. He was right about all this shit. He was a year ahead of time. Now that yeah, Lindsay what's Sh going on. Yeah. What's going on. In Lindsay Shepard recorded, you know, she showed a Jordan Peterson, by the way, who taught at Harvard. This is not exactly just some asshole. And um, showed a, a video of Jordan Peterson, and he's a kind man, very kind. And they brought her in and said, basically, like, you can't do that. You can't show him. And they just kept saying, like, inclusivity, equity. If you hear the, the, the tape, because she recorded their audio. Who, who is she? Who is Lindsay she? Lindsay Shepard. Now she's, a, like, a rock star. You know, now it's, like, people... Because people are drawn to people that plant a flag for their values. So who who is on Shepard? Is she like a... She was a TA. She was a teaching assistant at a college at... Uh, um, and then Marriott. Then, then Marriott College. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's like uh, Marion, uh, you know. But anyway, so... Uh, and, that, and she risked a lot to expose these people. And you see that they really are trying to... It's dystopian. They're trying to limit speech. And as a comedian... That's it. And I, I tweeted the other day. I'm like, I didn't even care about politics until they ruined comedy and made it so I can't do men and women are different without hate speech accusations. Oh, dude. Like, I was the most chill comic. It's like Crowder talked about that in The Last Rogan. He's like, when he's like, dude, Owen was always just like really happy go lucky. And then all of yeah. a sudden he took a turn because I started getting shamed. You know, like I'm I, like I'm I'm talking about how men and women are different and people are calling me hateful. And I'm like, I went from hacky to hateful in fucking six months. <laughs> hacky to hateful. And then I'm like, all right, looks like I got a war to fight here, so I can just go back to how men and women are different. That's so. It's so bizarre to me that they that they want that people. <clears throat> I I don't know. Maybe I, I guess I am more probably libertarian. I, yeah, like, yeah. No, totally. Most comedians are libertarian, in my opinion. Because I'm definitely not. Uh, like I really don't give a fuck. Like I don't give a fuck about 
a lot of shit. But what really fucking irks me is when people try to step on people's right to speak. Like yeah, that's then what you're re- not on the left. You can't. I, that's, yeah, I, that's their whole thing. Is words are violence. That's literally their thing now. So like that's when people say they're liberal. I'm like, eh, okay, 2008. <laughs> you know, even, I'm like, even, that's changed, man. Yeah, and it's I, I don't have a, I don't I don't have a problem. Like I personally don't have a problem uh, limiting my speech the way I talk. But like, it's your choice. It's my choice. Yeah, that's the whole thing because that allows people to know where you stand. It's just like I want people to be able to fly a swastika, so I know who is an asshole. Yeah, it's like speak your mind. I saw a video yesterday of uh, the guy who runs the White Nationalist Party. Uh, Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer. Yeah. Are uh, arguing with a black guy, and uh, what what irked me about it was not that Richard Spencer has ridiculous fucking ideas, right? But he's a race socialist. But that the black guy, the black guy knew he was in the right for almost everything he said, but he wouldn't just have the conversation with him. Like I was like I was but like Richard wouldn't no uh, no that Richard was totally having a conversation with him but he was telling him his viewpoints his viewpoints are asinine yeah black yeah. people should but be very him. That's black why, should be that's very grateful that, uh, for slavery right right <laughs> you're like <laughs> you're like well but you know what's so funny is that Patrice had a knee a, a bit that Richard Spencer was doing he didn't realize he was doing it right right Patrice's bit was and I'm going to bastardize it so don't think that I know Patrice's bit verbatim. If you ever heard it, you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah. But Patrice's bit was, thank God for slavery. Do you think I want to be in Africa in a pair of sweatpants dragging a machete with a wig on? Hilarious. And he's like wearing a pair, wearing a Michael Jackson shirt with a, with, with fucking fucked up Jordans starting a, a war. It's hysterical. Yeah. And he, and he was like, I'm fucking, I'm, I'll, whatever my grandparents had to do, I'm fine with it. I'm here. I got fucking nice clothes. Yeah. yeah. I drive a Denali, you know, like, yeah. That was his bit. That was bastardized, obviously, but but it was the premise Richard Spencer was doing. But this black guy, I was so frustrated because I was like, "Don't go, don't get emotional with him." Right. That's just how go, you went. That's how just they go went. logical. That's why I debate uh, white nationalists all the time on Twitter. If you just say like you're evil, you're a Nazi, there is it almost like makes it interesting for other people. Cause I'm always, I'm not thinking about people on the sides. I'm thinking of like young people just looking at the marketplace of ideas, wondering what everything means. Yeah. And so if you just say you're bad, don't talk, that's intriguing to people. It's called the, the Streisand effect. When Barbara Streisand, someone took a picture of her house and like 10 people total saw it for some stupid photographer and she sued them. And then millions of people saw the house. Yeah. Because it was the opposition that made people go, oh, why don't people want me to see this house? So that's why I just openly debate them. And I'm, and I'm like, and uh, it makes their, it shows the silliness of, of their actions. And, and white nationalism, I actually warned people about it when Beyonce did the black power thing. It's like, okay, if you do black identity politics, you open the door for white identity politics. And that's now happening because their thing is if black people can have pride in their race, then we can too. And it, it's, that's weak. I always, and, and I and I like to talk in a language that people understand that are, it's not like that's problematic. It's like you're a pussy because you're taking pride in something you didn't earn. And then people are like, oh, yeah, that's not a real man. It's like, no, being white isn't something you earned. Yeah. And it's like what the, that, that's what weak people do. And then and then when you put that on the, you know, and I'm like. If you're defined by your enemy, you're weak. If, like, cause uh, white nationalism is a response. Cause it's like white people in general were kind of over that shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden all this, like 
I drink white tears and like white people can't speak and all this shit. And then they're like, no, I'm going to have pride. It's like, no, stay you. If you're defined by who hates you and you overcompensate like scar tissue, you're fucking weak. Yeah. You know, like that's what scar tissue is. You get hurt and then your body overcompensates by putting more skin above it. And that's why you can see a scar. And that's what white nationalism is. It's like, instead of the meritocracy that makes America amazing, where it's like the best person for the job, it became this, well, we need a black left-handed lesbian. And then the whites were like, well, then I want white pride. And it's like, no, fight that idea, but don't become that idea. That's what Richard Spencer is. You take all the shit of the left and then you just become it to fight it. And then you, everyone loses. Then now we're divided up in races, this arbitrary class of bullshit and then no, no one wins. So in a perfect world, and, I, and I, this is what is, I guess, you know, and, and I, I get really worked up now about cultural appropriation because oh, yeah. I, I, I don't, like the Kim Kardashian with the Bo Derek braids, I don't really see that being cultural appropriation. I think I see her saying this. I got my hair done like the thing that this is what I saw. Of course. Not, not going, Oh yeah, I was my, she fucks Kanye. She's only fuck black guys. She's not racist. Yeah. But see that even buys into their shit. If you have to justify it, like, yeah, if you have like to I'm justify. a quarter Jewish and my, and my uh, wife's half Mexican, but I never use that in arguments because that, that oddly buys into their bullshit where it's like, Oh, I have a pass because Oh, Bill no. Burr, Bill Burr never once, never once on stage never once mentions his wife's blood the funniest shit is like i know it's hilarious never no because that like that but by the way that does not register to bill that that same with he me. fell in love with a person he didn't fall he didn't fall in love with her so he could leverage it on stage no and, i, w- I would have went black if i could have done that <laughs> half mexican come on that's and she looks pretty white too so i'm a little fucked oh my god did you um <laughs> hold on i want to go back to this and then i want to go um I find cultural appropriation in things that people see. I find it in things people would never see it in where I go. I won't, I won't buy into, uh, the, the when, when the far left goes, that's cultural appropriation. Like when they go, Oh, that's not that I buy it. When like with Christian couples, there's a, I won't say their names. So I don't want to get them in trouble, but I've talked about them in the past. They're my favorite, favorite thing to watch in the world. And they're a Christian, uh, married comedy couple who do uh cruises based on your marriage how to rejuvenate your marriage and bring laughter into your life and bring the lord into your life they are not racist at all they don't have a racist bone in their body i can promise you that they are good christians like legit good christians yeah their comedy is horrific their sense of humor is questionable yeah but anytime they have a punchline they don't realize they're doing it but they do a black person's voice so like they'll be like oh uh what's th- like they're, they're they'll be like uh we're gonna have breakfast up in here <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, hilarious yeah yeah dude. this breakfast isn't bad we're getting turned off <laughs> that's and, so funny and it's dude. like i go i go you're you're missing out like you're you're taking an identity of a culture and plugging it into where you believe not in a bad way in where they believe comedy should be inserted but they're doing the black like just be yourself. It's adorable, though. It's it's, it's fu- I fucking hate watch them all day long. I love it. I like to accuse people of cultural appropriation for negative things, where if it's like, uh, you know, I was homeless for a year. I'm like, oh, you culturally appropriated black culture. 
You know, it's like if you, I'm a crack addict, dude. That's cultural appropriation. That's what the blacks do. Dude, I see it in things on TV all the time. The other thing no, I see, no, but that's like a way to give props. Like I have a whole bit about wearing a sombrero during Halloween, and some like little house cat was like. That's their hat. And I'm like, well, you drive a Subaru. That's a lesbian's car, you know? <laughs> and then I keep going until the, the punchline is basically that, if, like, the sombrero, if anyone needs a sombrero, it's the whites because we're pale. And the Mexicans, they don't need all that brim. And the whitest people are Jews with no brim. And I'm like, so I think Mexicans and Jews should switch hats, and that's how we end skin cancer. It's this long rant. Yeah. Because it's like, it would almost be like a... A Chappelle race trade. Remember that bit that Sketchy did? Where they did the the race tr- the trade wars. Yeah, where you picked races. Or imagine if like if if Comedy Central still had any balls except for South Park and they had a show like that. Now it would be cultural appropriation trade, where it'd be like, all right, blacks. So the whites have democracy, capitalism, planes, the internet, TVs, cell phones. Yeah. You know, and you guys have peanut butter. What do you guys want to do? <laughs> it's just like absurd. And and I would never think that way. But if you think like the Chinese have gunpowder uh, and I, you know, and then the whites are like, well, I, I could eat a sandwich with just jelly. I don't eat the peanut butter. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's ridiculously stupid to think that way. Cause what makes America great is like you invented socks. I invented shoes. Yeah. Let's do this. The one thing that, the one thing that I feel, this is a super slippery subject that I am not going full in on i'm just telling you based on my experience i'd go full in i i know <laughs> i but uh, but the th- reason being is i don't know anything totally but i feel like i feel like the gay culture has been biting their tongue on the thing milo yannanopoulos got in trouble for and that is i've heard we we have a few friends that are gay that are maybe aren't out of the closet but i remember one of them telling me about his first gay experience and i remember being a little appalled because he was like 16 and the dude was like 25 and i remember thinking wow like that and it was in a locker room and i was like holy shit like i i can't imagine fucking a 25 year old woman when i was 16 and then milo said you know a lot of times these older gay men will shepherd gay that's what milo said and i yeah, heard yeah. i heard both these happens things. in la all the time and then yeah and i and and I've heard a lot of people come out and talk about it. And then they did that movie that Army Hammer was in where it kind of went under the radar that he was fucking a young boy. Yeah. And and like, and like everyone celebrated. And part of me is like, hold on. Hold the line. Let's let's hold the line. If you're going to say that uh, that X and X celebrity, I won't say their names, but X and X celebrity who... Kevin courts, Spacey. Or, well, no, that's for the gays, but like for the straights... X and X celebrity who courts a 17-year-old girl online. James Franco right. did it. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that's rape. Well, then hold toe the line across the board and just everyone come out and be honest. Tell us about what's really going on. Because I feel like I've heard the rumblings of something that gay men that I know have been very open and honest about but are biting their tongues because they're like, fuck, I don't know if the world's ready for this. Yeah. So part of what I want is like, let's just be across the board honest. Like, I thought it was creepy. There was a girl when I was growing up, when we were like 16 years old, she was dating a 25-year-old dude. I thought that was fucked up. I thought that was legit fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, I wanted to fuck her. And right. I was like, why does the old guy get to fuck her? Right. Like, how come I don't have a fucking... I can't rent a car or whatever right, the fuck right. you could do. Why don't I get a Civic? Yeah, oh, I was so jealous. And her mom was cool with it. Everyone's mom was cool with it. By the way, I dated... I didn't have sex with her. I didn't even kiss her, to be dead honest with you. But I took out on a date a girl that was 15 when I was 18. And that was like... That was like totally, you, totally accepted back then. I didn't have sex till college. I lost my virginity to a 
when I was 17 to a 17 year old. Nice. Uh, yep. And then didn't have sex again because it was such an atrocious experience. Didn't have sex again until I was 18 and she was 18. I had a lesbian girlfriend in high school because I was attracted to women that understood humor. And back then it was like, it was pretty much just lesbians. Wait, hold on. Okay. I have a theory about this because I've dated a lot of lesbians. Yeah. And, I, and I've always gotten along better with lesbians. Yeah. Like my sense, I've always felt like they've had a better sense of humor. Totally. Dude. I dated a girl. A, in, like the female comics, that, like some of the lesbians are, are some of the funniest comics in the world. Yeah. Well, f- yeah, by the way, I don't find a difference in, I, I think women are just as funny, but I will definitely they don't, say but they that. They don't have the drive to do it on stage in front of, with a microphone unless they want pussy. That's like one of the main motivations when you start off in comedy. Well, it's like, it that's mine. why like mine was, Ellen, the, mine was the no drug testing. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, but it's just, it's peacocking. Like my wife is legitimate and I'm not saying this. I'm not cucking out. Yeah. Legitimately funnier than me in a lot of ways. Yeah. No interest in, in doing it on stage. Cause she's just like, women are more valuable. It's like, they know that the cock comes to them no matter what. She's a beautiful Someone woman. Just said this. It's like a dude, no matter, no matter if you're good looking or if you have money, you still have to prove some shit. You have to do kill a dragon. Yeah. So like, that's why, cause it impresses women. If you go on stage and do some scary shit, women go, Oh, that's great. And that's why lesbians a lot of times just get more stage reps. Really? I, yeah. I mean, if you look at primary motivations, I'll it, tell you it, right now, one of my favorite, I mean, one of my favorite comics from when I started was Wanda. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Dude, trying Fortune to prove Feaster's or disprove hilarious. It. Lesbian. Dude, I you know what's so funny? I was shined pretty hard by Fortune Feimster when I first met her. I was talking to Marin about this the other day, and uh, she was. I was like, she got to stay. She destroyed. Oh, she's a crusher. And I was like, I was like, oh, Jessica Curson, fucking, dest- is she gay? I, I don't know her. She's definitely gay. I think she d- murders. Yeah. Um, Jessica Cur- uh, Fortune Feimster comes off stage, and I was like about to go on off stage after. Her. And I was like, oh, my God, you are fucking. I might have said, and by the way, I don't know what I said, but I, I might have said something. I might have said, I might have said, dude, you're funny. Like, and then she assumed I thought she was a guy. No, maybe, she's, maybe, not like, maybe, she's not like that. But I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, you are fucking hilarious. And she really kind of blew me off. Like, yeah. And walked past me and I went, okay. And, and That's hilarious. I, and That's then, what Aziz did to me. And then I hated him for years. Uh, he did the same thing to me. He was an ass. He did that to me three times. Then when I was with Vince Vaughn, he was nice to me. He's a piece of shit. Anyway, go on. Um. <laughs> I'm interested to hear your take on Aziz, but, but so, and so I was like, I always kind of was like, I'd see her out and she would never, like, you'd be at the club. She would never say hi to me or anything. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Cause see, I only saw her as a person who crushed on stage with all that confidence on stage. I figured that's who she I got was. a funny fortune story for her. And then I listened to her on WTF and I was like, oh, this is a person who's a, also had a very interesting life, a very yeah. difficult life at times. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, so here I am taking a, a very probably cakewalk experience through life that i've had throwing all my experiences and assuming she's had them say hi to her and she's like probably thinking i have run into guys like you my whole fucking life i'm gonna take a pass tonight i'm in a good mood i don't want to fuck with it and just and you know and 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 i was like fuck i've been reading her wrong the whole fucking time she's salt to the earth man and like we disagree on politics and getting legitimate arguments but like again shared goals so I, i i think i respect her but like so one time she invited me to her birthday party we both did Josh Wolf's uh, CMT show at the same time. And we like broke out hard and she was just such a sweetheart. And she's like, uh, come to my birthday party. And I was like, Oh, cool. So it's like, I might as well have been nine years old. Right. So it's at a gay bar in the Valley. So my wife's like, you should make her a card. So I make a card, like a, a happy birthday card. 
And I'm like excited. Like, I actually like feel like I'm in a community. It's not just Los Angeles. Like I'm going to bring a car to a friend's birthday party. And I go there. And by the time I get there, everyone's just like blacked out. Just like, <laughs> and I'm just holding this card. And I'm like, and I just went home. I almost like felt like I was going to cry. Cause like everyone was like blackout drunk in a gay bar, just groping each other. And I'm just standing there holding like a bedazzled birthday card. And I'm like, Hey, happy birthday. And she's like, and I'm like, ah, uh, bye. And I just was like, Amy, no one gave a fuck about my new shoes. She was, her WTF is one of my favorite ones I've heard in a while. Cause I really got to hear a side of her that I didn't know. Exa- and I think, you know, I think that's a lot of what people do is they go, they assume everyone's had their own experience. And so you just go, what the fuck? Why was that person a dick? And you're like, oh, maybe they've been like, it's, you know, with Aziz, I'm sure he saw guys like me and you his whole life who probably walked right past him and never said hi to him or never, or maybe bullied him, maybe fucking put him in a locker. Yeah, like, but then I was with Vince Vaughn and he was nice. That's oh yeah. a whole different thing. No, yeah. Vince is also my height. No, Aziz is one of those guys that if you don't have power he can use, he doesn't see you as human. He's always yeah. been like that and everyone knows that. I've been talking shit about this guy for years and then he comes out with all this shit and I'm like, yeah, I feel kind of bad for him. I don't feel bad for him at all. I'm actually kind of happy it happened. But like, um, like it, it's ridiculous that those details got put into the world and yeah. it isn't rape. Yeah. But he's just like, the reason I wanted him to burn a little for it was because it's like, if you put these rules in the world, like I think there should be legal due process and social due process. Yeah. Like legal due process, what he did is fine. And you don't yeah. just believe an accuser. Like you're not charged dude that's one of the things that kind of rubbed me the wrong way when this whole th- me too thing was believe all believe all women that, well he's pushing that yeah he was, he's that yeah. guy he's one of those leftist fuckers that does that and i go so, i go hold on and so it's I, like I, no I, you I, get burned by the shit that you put in the world that burns men every day i i to believe all women is you you you, you can't because that's to say there's no f- faultability in women in because of gender that women would never lie that's their gender don't lie it's the bigotry of low expectations too it's treating women like children yeah yeah and it's and and i I read someone going oh so we're gonna start bringing in fainting couches again literally literally yeah and and it was a woman that wrote that article it's a canadian woman and it was a really great article and i was like yeah but then i did the research about why why women lie about rape and it and i think for the most part uh I think the most part, you probably can believe a lot of women. Like, like I wouldn't say all, but well, uh, that's why we need a better community because you got to know who to believe. There's some yeah. women that are compulsive liars, and if they come out of nowhere and they just say it, your instinct is to believe them. My instinct is to believe women and then protect them fiercely. But like, some women are truly bad, and they want to well, take down people. Men. People, it's got to be equal. I, I of said course, this one we time. all know that I said, men I said, can I said, be bad. I said one time, I said, there's got to <laughs> like, be an equally number of crazy men as there are crazy women. You can't say that based on... It's a different on, type of crazy. Really? Oh, yeah. Because it's like, there's, there's tyrannical, there's female tyranny and there's male tyranny. Like, men are more hunting party, women are more uh, gatherers, and when it comes to child rearing, like women, the reason that they are like almost communist and men are like a lot more capitalist is for a total biological reason, where it's like little kids should all be treated the same and just don't t- like anything bad that happens to them, it isn't their fault because they're they're one. But then when someone's fifteen, no, you're it's your fault, you know. And I, I do a bit about that where it's like. 
You know, uh, women just swarm and protect the weak. You know, if you're out with a group of women, the one having the worst time dictates tonight, where it's like all the girls are having fun, then one's like, Brian came in with a new girl, I'm sad. And all the other girls smell the sadness and they're like, Tina's sad, lick her tears, we're going home. And men, if one man's like, I'm really sad. It's like, get out of here, Todd. Get out of here. You're buzzkill. But the opposite is true. Todd, you're We're like the fastest man we make captain. It's like, he's the fastest. Make him captain. And for women, it's like, she's the prettiest. Tell everyone she has herpes. Where they're trying to make everyone the same level. If you're too great, you got to be brought down. And if you're too down, you have to be brought up. And that's why you're seeing this rise in communist, socialist, equity bullshit. Because that's female tyranny. Yeah. And male tyranny is Genghis Khan. Like, if you can't throw that spear and kill a fucking deer at 300 yards, we're going to cut your head off. Yeah. You know, there's also male tyranny, but it's like, it's got to be balanced. That's why the conservative liberal needs each other. And that's why, like, men skew right and women skew left. It's based on our biology. Like, men are like, accountability, work hard, you get more. Women are like, everyone deserves the same because they're designed for child rearing. Yeah. And there's always exceptions, uh, but that's that's literally why we're on the earth. That's what our biology tells us to there do. Are, there are distinct, and I think once you have a baby, you realize there are distinct biological di uh, differences in men and women where you, where you, like when you have that baby, the, I was so fucking disconnected for two years going like, right. how do I get into this? How do I get into this? Like, right, right. my kids don't seem to like me. I, like, how do I, like, I, would, I was doing all the right stuff as a parent, and my wife was like, up and running and then right. and now the girls are going through uh period getting their periods and you you have why i've watched the differences of like my youngest and my my wife and my youngest fight to the point where it's like you're like you're like hey do you guys you want to get a no, your own apartment like <laughs> yeah yeah now, like i think what i think what what has struck me as interesting is that um america seems to to gravitate to the same opinion when they feel like you're hypocritical when america this the shame that that i feel people levy sometimes is when they feel you're hypocritical and i think right part of, i think that's what bit aziz was that he was pushing this um persona of being woke and being um a woke he i think he called himself the woke bay you know bro on shows he's like make some noise if you're a feminist it's like all the men like he's a he's awful yeah and that's samantha b lit him on fire when she was like yo if you're a feminist fuck like a feminist <laughs> that's he, hilarious and i was like i was like, like you just got stung by the bee bitch <laughs> dude she was because I, I love i have no problem with feminism and i have no problem with it but i don't I'm not like gonna, it anymore i like i liked it throughout certain times now i think it's ridiculous well i think i think i think sometimes too far east is west right and right, it's right. Like, but well, like yeah exactly like that's what happened to my mom it's like feminism means allow women to do what they want and my mom wanted to stay home and she got shamed by feminists that's bullshit yeah. feminism is like like full freedom to pursue what you want out of life you can be a ceo and you can be a mom pick it yeah. it's not about shaming women into working a little cubicle when all they want to do is be around toddlers yeah. that's evil i think that that's legit straight up evil Lance 47 and she just now just now and we've been married for 15 years for 14 years just now started finding stuff she wants to do in her life because she was like I, i'm i'm pot committed to these kids i had a shitty mom i don't want to my my kids to feel her, like they man. had a shitty mom i want to make sure that i am there for them for everything we got offered a show by travel channel and it was it was the premise was uh we would get a set of coordinates 
and in at the, those coordinates would be a treasure chest, and in the treasure chest would be fifty thousand dollars. And if we could get to the treasure chest within like forty eight hours, then we got to keep the money. But it was like a hard to get to place. And so the whole thing was uh, was watching us get the first one was I think it was called Treasure Island in right off Cartagena, so we had to f- we had to do it all we had to book it all we had to get our flights into Bogota or into Cartagena. It's a great idea, and and then get it was a great idea. Liam passed. I was like, what? She goes, it was a thirteen orders, uh, thirteen episode order, no brainer, and uh, they're like, we could fucking bang these out really cheap. And I was like, and it's very skeleton crew. And I was like, fuck. I go, Leanne, I go, we'll travel the world together for fucking one year. We'll travel the world together. We'll, we will see things that you'll never see in your life. We're going through fucking Venezuela. We're going to find a Cartagena, like romancing the stone and get our way on Jeeps and buses and then take a boat out to Treasure Island and probably have to scuba dive down and get a fucking treasure and come up with $50,000. She goes, I committed my life to these two little girls, and I am not compromising that. God bless her, man. That's a good woman. And, yeah. And yeah, my wife's similar, too, in that sense, where it was like when I was going through all those uh, troubles when my agent was like, you got to take down these tweets. And I'm like, no. And my wife, normally, back before we had kids, probably would have been like, yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to ruffle feathers, take down the tweets. But now that I'm a father, she's like, keep crushing she's like you're a role model and you're a man and i respect what you're doing because you got to believe in something bigger than yourself and i'm like even if we're poor she's like yeah i love you we're, we're good yeah. she's like no you're a father to, to you know to walter and we're gonna have another kid we have another son coming you know are you, are you pregnant right now yeah oh congrats another boy oh fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's what i was gonna say it's like i i have a role with walter and he's almost two because like she's like the good mom but every now and then he gets that fire in his eyes and i'm like basement he's like basement and we just go down there and just like rough house yeah we hit the heavy bag and there's this big ball and we just throw it at each other yeah and then we bring it back up that's why the two family house is so good because it's like he's growing so well yeah like he gets to just be with an like an animal like a literal bear yeah and then my wife is just this caring nurturing wonderful person you're uh you're I think I was watching you guys make blue aprons for a while. Yeah. And I was, it was like, there is a very, very, uh, I, romantic's the wrong word because it'll make it look like, but a romanticized when I would watch you guys and I'd see you guys cooking and you guys would both open like a, a couple of, a six pack of beer. You'd, you'd, uh, you'd snow ski to get the beer and snow ski back and your real disconnect from Hollywood, your true disconnect on a Tuesday, the true disconnect in that you don't have meetings, you don't have phone calls, you don't have podcasts, None. you just do what you want to do, you fucking make a fire, you grill chicken, you snow ski out to get the beer, you snow ski back. I was jeal- I, 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 It makes me jealous in a way that I don't think, like I think I watched you and your brother build a dock last year. Yeah. And I was like, I want like... My, my life and now granted I think we'd both agree when we got into this both of us thought the man wait till one day when we get busy as fuck you know that's what I'm looking for is I would love to have days where I could fucking work all day yeah and then you get them and you're like okay hold on one second am I chasing my tail like am I missing out on the things that are important like yeah. you know I've wanted to build I've wanted to rebuild this back fence for a very long time and I don't I have never had the time 
to do it. I don't have time to slow down, go to the lumber store, buy the lumber, figure it out. Re- I mean, that's going to take, you know, a, three days, two days to, for me to do. And, and I, and I say to myself, I know how good I feel when I get done that, when your fingertips are sore and your fucking dirt's in your fingernails and you get, and it's too dark to work and you go, I'm going to fucking have a beer. That, there's nothing better. There's nothing you know, man better. can't live on bread alone. You know what I mean? It's like, like my brother is a lumberjack, like an arborist tree guy. So I do that when I'm not doing comedy. Like I'm literally hauling brush with my brother, my, my blood cutting down trees with a chainsaw. And like, there's nothing like that beer after. Yeah. And it's like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I look at you guys and I'm like, man, I wish like being around that, like dent like now like these days the comedy story like listen to rogan talk about it and stuff i'm like man that sounds awesome like it's different than it's different than anything i've ever witnessed in comedy in my experience the way the story is right now it's just it it's, yeah i, I know what i don't you're miss saying. la at all like i this place you know the, the hills can keep burning for all i give a shit but like <laughs> the community you know it's yeah. kind of like the stanhope that rogan will reference when stand said i i i um I could quit comedy. I can't quit comedians. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I, I get that where sometimes I just want to be around good hearted people that are slightly fucked in the head. Dude, it's, it's, you know, it's like, look, the truth is that is exactly right. I don't think I agree probably politically with, uh, with, uh, like, uh, Nikki Glazer or, or I think Nikki's pretty, pretty liberal, but, but, but she's but, also a woman, which is more understandable. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, because they they want toddlers. They they think in toddler form. They're like, everyone gets a lollipop, and men are like, earn your fucking lollipop. Like, I, there's nothing wrong with yeah differences in put. And the only reason we even know about what we think politically is because social media is now like everyone's reading everyone's diary. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's I would I would never know Nikki's it's politics diaries. hanging out with her. Yeah, like the other night I'd, I I hung out with Nikki for a second, and then I I kind of did something shitty. Like, but I didn't realize I did it. But the fact that we're friends, I was I was like. Uh, okay enough to text her the next morning and go hey just so you know I, I thought that might be shitty if you thought it was shitty then I'm sorry that's all that matters yeah and she was like Bert you're the best thank you so much it's great hung out with Eliza the other night for like uh, like an hour just bullshitting yeah and I was like I was like dude I love being around comics it's one of my favorite things I remember listening to Norm Macdonald literally he's my hold, number one right now hold court with me Rogan I, f- I forget who else was in the back it was me and Rogan and probably Gino from Speedweed yeah and he was holding court about bill clinton in the most hilarious irreverent way i've so you got this slippery guy from arkansas oh dude uh, he's coming in like trying to fuck everyone's wife dude it was (laughs) 10 times worse than that it was the funniest he doesn't give a fuck man norm has no chip that gets activated i would never repeat what he said only because i will let them be his words but trust me when i say uh, we bo- both Rogan and I were jaws on the ground watching, listening to Norm just, this is right before the election. Huh? Hey, I have a problem with Donald Trump. Let me tell you something about Bill Clinton. And he's hitting a vape pen. <sighs> oh, Adam, Adam E gets there in the back and we're all, all of us are laughing. Fucking Dude, his book hysterical. is great. Dude, he's the best. He's the best. He's the best because he's, he's, he's the way I describe Norm. It's impossible to indoctrinate him. Cause that's what I'm starting to realize is a lot of people are indoctrinated when you're talking to someone about an idea, like, and you, and you make a point that obviously is accurate. Yeah. Their eyes, there's two types of people. They either shift like, okay, I'm losing power. How do I gain power? Or they go, wow, I was wrong. Thanks for telling me. 
Though that's the division. I probably say I was wrong a lot. Oh, you're definitely not indoctrinable. You're not one of those guys. Like there's yeah. guys where if I tell you something, unless you think I might be lying, you're like, no way. Yeah, I, I listen. I'm, but I'm, that, that that's why you're funny. I right? like I love listening to like, um, even like like uh, Rogan one time said uh, he well he got an infrared sauna in his uh, in his thing. And he was like, "Yeah, man, it's great." And he kind of told me about. It. And I'm, I'm a big sauna guy. Like I love, Bro, I, I, love I have a sauna. I'm building another sauna. Uh, I'm building a sauna in my garage now. After yesterday, I was at Super Bowl, drank all day. Like Boston, two shows of the Wilbur, drank into the morning, slept for an hour. Leanne was you with me on the road. I was like, "Dude, I'm building." It's one of my thing, but yesterday I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna like you know I trust Joe. If anything he says about health, anything he says about a lot of things, yeah, yeah. I listen no, to that him, guy's legit. I listen to him hardcore. I, mean, I listen to every app he's ever done. I, you got to be careful with it because at some point it's 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 almost like then you, you can lose your own opinions when you're with Joe because he's like, bro, you got to get off your fucking treadmill. You got to no, get on the see, road. <laughs> for some reason, I don't though. It's like Joe at one time texted me. He's like, "Man, you you uh, tweet way too much," and I'm like, "I can see how you think that, but I don't. I light it up." Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like I really I'm not though I just really respect him a lot Oh I respect the fuck like, out of him But it's like I think like something A guy like that likes Is when you don't just always agree I think he loves He's very curious Yeah And so like if 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 he says something And you have another perspective He welcomes that shit and Yeah that's, he And likes, that's why he's such a legend He's You know one of the coolest things About his podcast Not to like go off on a Rogan rant Which I'm sure I've done a million times We're back times. to saunas Don't worry I Trust me I, I want to talk about saunas So Keep going um, with Rogan, then we'll he said, uh, the first time I did his podcast, I was so used. I was so used to people being agreeable, meaning like you go on radio and you'd be the guest and you'd say hey, something. Bert Kreischer, he's got a shirt on. Bert, yeah. you're great. And then you'd say something and be like, they'd be like, oh, really? And then I remember being on his podcast the very first time and I said something and he said, why? And I went, huh? <laughs> like I wasn't ready to defend my point. Right. Like I was just like, what? And he's like, why do you think that? He's like, maybe it's you. Do you ever think it's you? And I'm like, hold on. Whoa, where are we going? And then I, that that moment I realized, oh, what this thing we're in, this art form we're in is not radio. It's podcasting. Yeah. It's it's two grownups it's having re a real conversation. A real conversation. Yeah. And there have been so many times on that podcast where I have been I've been held to the fire on what I say or why I think that way. And and Joe just won't Joe just won't give you a broad stroke agree with you because you're his friend. He'll give you no. he, because fact, you're his once friend. Once you're his friend, he holds you to the fire. And it's the I noticed that. Yeah. Like when we first were like becoming friends, he was way more like, ha ha. And then once we became better friends, he'd be like, Man, that's fucked up what you just said. And I'm like, it felt so good because Sandler's yeah. the same way. Yeah. You know, it's like you're not really friends with Sandler unless he's yelled at you. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, uh, usually yeah. it's like, oh, but be, you know, or I can't do a sound right now, but like, what, like once he's like, Hey, what the fuck, man? You're like, it literally, you're like, Oh man, he likes me. Yeah. <laughs> he cares about me. The, uh, um, well, let's go back to saunas. Yeah. Yeah. So t what did, when you built your sauna, like what, well, what so you, Joe said infrared, he didn't say heat. He's he, I don't know now. Now I never, I, one of the other things I've learned is don't ever put words in Joe's mouth because you, I, sometimes I mishear things and I misspeak, but I think he's got an infrared sauna. I'm not certain. I don't, I was going to text him yesterday, but I ended up getting caught up. In a, in a fucking busy day. Bro, try, try texting people on a flip phone. This is yeah, I heard you on flip phone. Dude, full blown. This is it. That's why, like, I don't have any uh, numbers in my phone either. So if someone hasn't texted me since I've gotten this, I don't have their number. Oh, really? No, uh, dude, that's why I started from scratch. Because you, you, you were like, 
just Twitter's all fucking well, all consuming. I didn't want to be able to access Twitter outside of my home. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, but and then also this didn't have my numbers in it, so I'm like, you know what? I'm 37. It's a good time to make cuts. Like if someone doesn't text me, I won't put them in my phone. Segura just did that. He really? But he did it literally. He was like, you know, I'm tired of getting texts from people that I don't want to talk to. Yeah. And so he just trashed his phone number, got a new phone, texted the 10 people he knew that he needed to talk to. Yeah. You know, and was like, hey guys, this is my new number. Don't give it to anybody. And then uh, someone was saying, I was texting him for a week and he just never texted back. And I was like, oh, is Eddie F? It was like, oh, you've texted him to Segura for like fucking two months. What a dick. And I go, oh, he got a new phone number. He was like, oh, he did? I was like, yeah, he doesn't want to talk to anybody anymore. Oh, dude, and I also don't want to be reliant on maps and shit. Like now, like LA is impossible on a dude, flip. Ari, I say what you want to say about Ari and his fucking fear of technology and his fucking millennial wannabe fucking lifestyle. We were in Atlanta and that motherfucker without a map would be like take a left here dude the guy's got juice smarts he it would he knew where to go based on his his uh like being in the city and getting to where our airbnb was yeah he's like okay well that's in that's in midtown all right we're gonna take a right here i think it, i think i can get us roughly closer there dude your brain atrophies i've been i'm married i've been with amy for six years and like I didn't know her fucking phone number. I now do. She's not even in my phone. I have to type it in. Yeah. Because I'm like, I need obstacles or else my brain is going to garbage. Dude, I just was reading about this today, but about um about getting off something so that it could cure uh dementia and Alzheimer's. Oh, well, there's one thing. If you're in a, a nursing home, always have everybody do what they're capable of doing. Like people that do stuff for old people. Or they make their brain go to shit. Like if they can organize, let them do it. Do not do anything an old person uh, can do for themselves because that that action. That's what we're talking about with the trans kids. Your physical, you physically act out your thoughts, and so like that keeps your brain good. So like when it, when you wore your your mom's high heels and said, "Hey fellas," and I like knitted sweaters and played piano all day and like banged a couch once it's you know secret time it's like you're acting out ideas yeah yeah, yeah. let's talk we got to finish sauna though because like yeah sauna so i, I dig in for it but i'm more of just a pure heat guy with the rocks because yeah. you put the water on it and steams up and i yeah. go 180 and right now it's negative 20 where i am yeah so 180 negative 20 180 negative 20 i do it for like my electric bill is so high right now from the sauning every day Really? That like So I'm, wait, so how did you what is your sauna the little box with the rocks on it? The box heater with the rock like the coils? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Box coils? heater with rocks. Okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But my next one is outdoor cedar with a uh wood burner so that I can just cause I have unlimited wood because my brother's a lumberjack. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my electric bill is now like four hundred bucks a month. Really? And that's like high where we live. So I'm like, it's not that much money, but it's like you're like, Oh dude, this is crazy. Now how big are your saunas? There are three people, could, three bros could fit comfortably. Because the one I was in yesterday. I want like 10 though. I want like a sweat lodge. That's why I want someone to build it. Oh, you don't want to build it? You want to have someone come in and build no, it? No, with me. But oh, like, yeah, yeah. But like this shit is hard. Like the, the really? craftsmanship of it to build a sauna. Yeah. Really? Well, you, you could, I could frame, I could like frame the structure, but the in, interior, like, you know, you want to use untreated cedar and stuff like that, which I have a guy, Ali. Uh, he has a ton of untreated cedar. My brother can cut down the trees. Because if you treated cedar, it starts to get toxic in there. Yeah. Now, what about hemlock? Everyone says hemlock is good. Hem hemlock's great. Well, is that hemlock's wood, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Because everyone's like, Hem- I'll get Hemlock. And I was like, because I've been going online and I've been looking at these single sauna kits. It's almost like a glorified phone booth. You don't want that. Why? It's too little. I know, but I- I'm the only one that will ever use it. Okay. Can you sit in it? Yeah. Okay. Then you're good. You can sit in it. <laughs> but what if you want to shadow box a little bit? And just get some movement. Dude, well, movement I'm gonna is put great. It, I'm going to put it in my it, garage. You put water on there. And then you just start moving your arms. And it's just like, ah. I want to put it in my garage. I want to clear out my garage. And I want to put a sauna in the back corner. Dude, make the whole garage a sauna. But then it, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you got to do it, dude. It, it puts years on your life. It, I did it. I was so hungover yesterday. I drove to this place. Are you having beers or no? Uh, I can't. I got to do a fucking shoot at 2 o'clock. Oh, nice. I, mean, I could probably have a beer. Let's each have one beer together. Yeah, I can. Is there a beer in there? If not, there's there's some in the garage. Who's just, thanks, bud. Um, I love uh, the height, by the way. Are you 6'8"? Six, 6'5", six, five, yeah. 6'5". Six, nice. Good for you. His sister's tall, too. Yeah, We've got another... Yeah? My mom's uh, either 6 or 6'1". Six, She's a big lady as well. I think the garage is open. There should be some in the garage. Thanks, Holston. Thank you, buddy. Um, what a great guy. He's really fantastic. Very thin. I wish I could fucking... I wish I could just teach him all the stuff i need done like i would love if he could figure out final cut pro and then i, I can could, teach you final cut bro i got my dude well i gotta learn it myself you know how it is like you gotta do it you gotta learn it yourself but like yeah. i i'm i end up doing something and then going to google or going to youtube and going how do i export a video yeah, it's like hello my name is gary from france dude i saw um oh, i won't share that the uh the, see this is me biting my tongue of stuff where i go i won't share that um I want a sauna so bad, so I've been looking at these kits, and they go, oh, is that are those not good? Costco. Costco? I got mine at Costco. For real? Great deal. Yeah, it's called Almost Heaven Saunas. Okay. Yeah. I was going to text Joe and see where his- Costco, dude. I, dude, I researched for like six months. Thanks, bro. It's huge. Oh, did yeah, I tell you? Did I tell you? I did Corolla yesterday. Shut up. No, but no, but it's funny with this. Yeah. So I do Corolla yesterday, and uh, they do a, a blind taste cheers, test. Man, it's oh, always cheers, man. It's always good seeing you. Oh, I love you, buddy. I absolutely love you, man. Dude, I really been bros do. Since like '05. Mm. So uh, I do Corolla yesterday, and we do a blind t- t- taste test for Coors Light, Miller Light, and Bud Light, and uh, it was with three other people, and they all got everyone wrong, and I got everyone right. Oh, and, and, I've been. I've, someone put me in a blind taste test with Heineken, and I was like, uh, "By the way, I could pick out a Heineken out of every uh, forever." Dude, how about how about this character, scumbag connoisseur? <laughs> you like, oh, that's a Coors Light. Yeah, dude. They did a they did a taste test. I think it was on a radio show with Heineken, mm. and then um, and the other ones were fucking IPA. I love Heinekens. I was like, dude, I I can definitely taste an IPA. Yeah, an like, IPA. There's enough estrogen there to make my cock fall off. <laughs> yeah, what no, I, I drink IPA though. I'm just kidding. But I think there might be some. I miss beer a lot. I've been drinking Tito's for so long. I've gotten kind of back. I want to go back to beer. Dude, all we drink is beer. Like, you would love our town. Dude, I said to someone Because here's the thing. It's like, we always drink beer. Like, the concept of an alcoholic in Saranac Lake, New York, is a joke. Like, I'm taping a special there, February 24th. Hugepianist.com, if you want to check it out. I'm taping mine February 24th. Are you serious? Yeah, Where? You, uh, Eliza's taping hers February 24th. Where is she taping her? Well, she's getting a million. Where are you taping your... No, <laughs> <laughs> she's doing hers on an aircraft carrier in she, Oakland. Oh, good for her. That's funny. Fucking insane. Uh, I'm doing mine... Feb- uh, February 24th oh, That's Saturday right I don't know Yeah fe- yeah. Fe- February 24th At the truck Where's that uh, Philly Nice Yeah I love Philly um, Helium I- Club's there Yeah shout out to Mark Grossman 
I like yeah. helium clubs. Shout out to Mark Grossman. He is, I think he's promoting my uh, special. Uh, I'd go to yours if uh, I wasn't shooting mine. So what? So how long? Uh, what? What do you? What you were gonna say? You're shooting yours in Saranac? I don't remember. Oh yeah, beers. I'm gonna talk about that in my special where it's like. The concept of not drinking beer isn't there. Like, it's not like if you stop drinking beers, that's when people are like, hey, man, you got a problem? What's going on with you? Did you yeah. kill a guy? Yeah. You know, because there's a chance you like you, that's the only time. And people like the currency there is beers where it's like oh, I'm shoving my driveway. It's like beers. I'll help you. It's like beers. Yeah. And it's just so amazing that everyone is just always drinking beers. It's it really is. um I think growing up in Tampa, I had the same thing. And like my friends to this day will be like, I'm just like one of my buddies and I love him. I won't say his name, but only because he's been, it's Did been you biting your tongue. It, no. Well, he's had some, he's had some rough runs of it, like rough runs to like epic rough runs. But like, uh, he always calls me when he falls off the wagon <laughs> and he's like, it's just beers. It's just beers and weed, Bert. How bad can it be? And right. Then and then next two days know, later. Next yeah. thing you know, he's got a, a fucking tackle box full of knives in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and he's because he's he collects knives. And so he'll bring a tackle he'll bring a tackle box of all of his knives and he'll barter with the homeless with knives. He'll be like, I'll give you this knife if you can get me a 12 pack or a case of beer. And then he'll just fucking in the woods just. And he's got some badass fucking knives. Is he Native American? No. No, and he's got money. He's just... He just has that trait. He's just interesting, man. He likes to trigger. He likes to fucking... Da -da. Yeah, he just goes for it. He, uh... I mean, I... I dude, he's what's the worst that can happen guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, dude, it's it's just beers. Yeah, he... <laughs> I remember one night, uh, he's a, he was a sculptor. He's extremely artistic. Like, to the... Like, detrimental, I think. Uh, oh, of course. Every artist has some form of self-destructive quality. Um, he... He moved to New York uh, to en enroll in a sculpt in his school, an art school for sculpting. And one night, he, I think as all artists do, he saw the futility in, in it, and he was like, "Hold on, fuck." He's like, "So you're telling me I'm going to be doing this sculpting school just so that one guy can get commissioned by a place to come up with a sculpt sculpting, and then I'll go in and do the sculpting, and then he'll get the credit for it." He was like, he doesn't even do the fucking sculpting. Right. He just designs it. And I do Welcome all the fucking... Welcome to ghostwriting jokes for people. Yeah. And I, and he was like, fuck this. And then he's like, I remember him saying, uh, God, man, I want to just get, I want to just get drunk. Like I'm exhausted yeah. by this. And I go, oh, you've never ever gotten drunk by yourself? He was like, no, what do you mean? I go, oh my God, this is like the greatest <laughs> you thing You like a demon. I was like, I was like, dude, go on. I go, go you and try to find a drink you've yourself. never, you've never had. And just go make that drink for yourself all night. It's so much fun. <laughs> it was my favorite. Dude, you're just describing like such a, that's so funny, dude. And then one night he called me up and he was like, um, gin and tonics are fucking amazing. <laughs> I was like, really? And I was like, wait, you haven't had martinis? And he was like, no. I go, you know what? Tell you this, come in the city. Me and you are not going anywhere. We're just going to buy all this stuff to make martinis. And we're going to try to perfect martinis. And he came over and we were just murdering martinis. And my buddy Ty Rodriguez, who I grew up with, we all grew up together. We all knew each other since we were kids. Yeah. Walked in and sees us getting fucking blitzed on martinis. He's like, "What are you guys pre-partying for?" We're like, "Nothing. The nothing. party's here." Yeah. And Ty's like, "Pour me one." It was the <laughs> dude. I I loved getting drunk by myself. I loved it. Yeah, I was starting because I do a live stream on YouTube every day, and so I had to quit beers for like a month because it was getting to the point where I'm like, 
all right, 12 pack and live stream. Yeah. And it was because I play piano like on, on my YouTube channel. I just play piano, take requests, talk. And like thousands of people like hang and just make requests. They're like, Big Bear, play piano. Oh, I'm on there. I go on your live streams. You do? Of course. I've, I've gone on, I go on your live streams and I've seen you talk about me because people will go the machine and i'll because i share them oh, like if thanks. you go on i'll share Thank them you. if i see you're doing one i always go on and share them i do that to all my friends and i won't do it to some people only because um i'm afraid like uh my my periscope uh facebook fans sometimes uh troll and so like my favorite one ever 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 i go on periscope and i will find people in different countries that i don't know or different people doing something that i find interesting and then i'll share it with everyone so we can all watch it so their views will go from five viewers to like 300 yeah in a matter of seconds my favorite one ever i wish i this girl hadn't blocked me uh probably 13 years old maybe 230 pounds uh black chick yeah and it says and her her thing is about about to murder this cheeseburger and in it i click on and it is this 230 maybe 250 pound 13 year old black girl hand a chin in her hand staring at the camera with no look in her face and a perfect cheeseburger that she had made for herself sitting on a plate right in front of the camera and she's just staring at the camera and it's got six followers and i'm like oh my god so i share with everyone and and everyone goes on and uh and you see her eyes i mean this girl was so brilliant her eyes barely raised an, an inch like just a centimeter and she goes oh hell no motherfuckers and then starts blocking and everyone's like oh shit she's blocking us and you're looking at all these people going don't block me don't block me she goes no motherfucker and then she goes oh bert you getting blocked <laughs> <laughs> block me. And I was like, "Oh my god, I fucking love you. Please don't block That's me." Genius. Dude, she was she was There's nothing more powerful to me and more like attractive than someone who doesn't want more of something. Yeah. When someone's like, "I got enough. Get out of here." White she wanted boy. her five friends to watch her mur- about to murder this cheeseburger. Yeah, she's like, "This sixth guy, I don't even know. I'm already on the fence." Yeah, I'm already on the fence. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Block, block, block. Wow. And I'm watching it happening knowing they're, they're the Nazis are coming for me next, you know? I'm in my house going, shh, shh, shh. Right, right, and all right. of a sudden, the knock at the door, I'm like, no! <laughs> Dude. Dude, it, that's so funny. That I love it. Did she it. murder the cheeseburger? Uh, I, I got blocked. I got blocked. I never saw it. I wanted... There's I, only six guys that even know. There's one girl. There's two girls I did. Samantha Galactica and this girl, Jesse. They're both on in, on Periscope. And... Uh, Jesse is a actress in Brooklyn. She is a, also a hostess. She is, I think, twenty five years old. I'll tell you exactly. She 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 does it a lot. Yeah, you do a lot of Periscope. I, I do live stream on YouTube now. That's like my main thing. Oh, for real? Because they stay there with the other shit. Like I'll put up my stand. Lily. Her name's Lily. I'm sorry. Her name's Lily. Lily she, Galactica. And, no, Samantha Galactica is uh is lives in Maine. And Lily lives in Brooklyn. Samantha Galactica one time just was like, uh, just uh, getting uh, morning wake and bake. And I just saw it and I was like, I hit follow. And then I shared it. And then she goes, uh, it's like the machine, the machine. Everyone's typing the machine. And she goes, wait, is Burt Kreischer in here? That's and I was like, hilarious. And I got so excited. I go, I'm like, 
I'm like, she knows something. She goes, Bert fucking Chrysler just shared my feed. She was like, oh, fuck. And she got so upset. She goes, I wish I had more weed. I only have one bowl to smoke. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She goes, guys, keep following me. I will get weed. I swear to God, I'll get weed. Oh, my phone's dying. And I watched her panic. And it was so real to watch her panic because wow. like she had like a thousand followers. Lily, I did the same thing with Lily. And then... This girl in Brooklyn, Lily, I'm, she's like uh, morning wake and bake. I always, anyone who smokes pot on Periscope, I get into. And so I, I follow her and she's cute. I mean, not like, I mean, I'm mean, not to be rude, but like, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of like 22 year old kids. Like I'm yeah, like, I'm, like if it would be sexy, if it's a 45 year old mom smoking weed, that's what I'm like. Fuck. And when she's doing dishes and nipple falls out. Oh, down blousing. Down Come blouse. On. That's get what we talked about last time. out of here. But it's cool. Like this, you know, kid. So I follow her, I share it, and everyone's like, everyone, she's like, the machine, the machine, the machine. Wait, is that not, that's not the guy that got involved with the Russian mafia, is it? And I'm like, I'm in. That story's so famous. And I was like, I was like, oh, you should have heard Kevin Brennan shit all over it yesterday. It was fucking hilarious. What was hilarious. he saying? He's like, no one's going to poke holes in this fucking lie. Come on. I'm fucking watching it. And in my head, I go, I'm, I think if I had been younger, it would have bothered me. But because... Because the only reason it went viral is that one of the first people to watch it was a kid in my class that I robbed, and she wrote, uh, "This story is 100 true. He fucking robbed us here," and then tagged all the kids in my class. That's the only reason it went viral. So all my kids in my class were the first hundred people to comment, and they're like, "Yes, this is true. He robbed us. Yes, he robbed the whole train. Yes, he got away with it." And <laughs> everyone was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I think if I didn't have that in my corner, I would have gotten defensive. But I was laughing and so he's like, "No one's gonna poke fucking holes in this." And I've I think I've always been waiting for someone to say that like yeah. going this is bullshit that happens to me with piano they go he's not really playing the piano yeah. <laughs> you're like come on they're like that's a music track he can't play beethoven look at him he's retarded dude and then and then and then kevin goes so what so what are you drinking now i said no i'm not drinking that much lately because i'm working on my new special and he goes oh yeah what do you what's what's the new special i said i'm just crafting a bunch of lies and he <laughs> lost it he loved it though yeah but the same thing happened with the tracy morgan story is Tracy said, never met him, never smoked PCP. And everyone's like, you must be a liar. And at the time, I got really defensive because I was like, it's a true story. And this is why I never wanted to say it on stage because I knew he wouldn't remember me. This is why I wanted to be in control of it because I didn't want this to happen. But now I look at it and I go, what are you going to do? Yeah, Tony I, Woods. I, I don't Tony let, Woods was there. Tony's been like, "Yeah, it's a true story." Everyone go fuck himself. I just let, I don't even try to control anything anymore. I'm like the Joker at this point, dude. It's nice to have a little less giving a fuck about things. I don't give a fuck. <sighs> I envy it, dude. It's crazy. It's like, and I'm making money now on real estate, so like, I don't like I can provide for my family if someone someone could do someone could black. I, there is no blackballing me anymore. It's it's got to be nice. It's got to be a nice feeling. Like not to like I always say I kind of wish my wife and I had herpes together. <laughs> like cuz then I go, you know what? We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like the conversation you'd have to have to have sex with somebody, neither of us want to have that. We're here, we're we're herpes safe. and his peas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's got to be a nice feeling to be like, bro, I'm, it's I'm, insane. It's so nice. And to go like I I'm it was very nice, uh, and and I say this carefully on the sense that I don't ever want to disrespect all the gifts given to me by Travel Channel, like all the money. And I the always wanted the to be on Travel Channel. That was like one of my favorite channels because I love traveling and doing crazy shit. But but the truth is, to be out from under their umbrella, it's so relieving to know that like I can't 
that the, no one can take away the money I'm going to get next week. Like, it was scary. You'd say stuff. Dude, Remember, I Patreon spoke- and YouTube changed my life, too. It's like... Really? Oh, my God. It, and Amy's like, you're always happy now. And it's funny because sometimes people are like, oh, you've gotten angry on Twitter. It's like, no, bitch. I'm just on a different mountain throwing fucking arrows. Yeah. Like, it's just fun. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I, I bow to no one except for, you know... God, country, family type shit, but not like fucking some agent dickhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way. Well, I can't even picture that anymore. The concept of some being like, Owen, oh, you have to take down this treat, uh, tweet. It sounds racist. I'm like, so you're saying Chinese don't like ping pong? So you're saying that the Chinese people don't play ping pong? No, they play ping pong. So what the fuck's the problem? Yeah. Like, you know that they play ping pong. <laughs> like, there's no hate in that. There is a weird like. What, ping pong? No, no, no. When when you hear from agents and managers, like, uh, and by the way, mad respect to the guy I'm about to little shit on. He knows who he is, so I won't say his name. But one of my agents, managers, representatives, when Tom and I were going through the weight loss challenge, he called my wife and he was like, this needs to stop. He was like, this is, Bert's got a de- development deal that we need to focus on and he's not focusing on and he's literally pushing it. He's pushing it to the point where he doesn't care. At the time, we were de- we were demo demoing our house um i had gotten fired from travel channel i was on the funnier die tour they killed all my dates i had no money coming in i had money but i had no money coming in and i had nothing to do for three months and the last thing i wanted to do was be in development the last thing i wanted to do was hang my hat on another hope and right. that wasn't tangible same, same here daddy's never coming home man yeah and <laughs> i gotta and let I, it go and leanne's like you're 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 talking to the wrong person and by the way if you're saying this you don't know bert Bert, the only thing that's real for Bert is this fucking weight loss challenge. He knows for a fact in one month, him and Tom are going to go on Rogan three times, or at the time we're going to do three times, and he can possibly beat his friend at something that they're both enjoying. And that's why you're 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 charming. Dude, that's why I, people like you. That's I, why I just drove here from the beach to talk to you for a few hours, dude. And and at the time, I had fifty five thousand Twitter followers or Instagram followers and I started doing videos about the weight loss. I started like the whole fucking thing. When I said I was gonna quit drinking, another representative said you can't do this sober October to ruin your career. And I went, excuse me? The fuck do they know? And I and I was like I was like and they were like, it's gonna your brand is booze. Your brand is booze. What if what are you gonna do when you don't drink? I go, I can't I'm I'm not gonna I can't listen to that. I can't listen to that. Same here. And, and don't please don't ever chime in on that ever again. Yeah. And I did the sober October. No, you go. My brand is freedom, bitch. My, my brand is me. Exactly. I'm a fucking broken, weird, secret telling, one a marathon. You're a secret run. telling, tongue biting. Yeah. Lunatic. I'm a fucking. I'm a mess. <laughs> you're a secret telling tongue biter. I'm a secret telling tongue biter. <laughs> like you're always about to tell a secret, but you don't know if you should. Oh, dude, Bro, that's so funny. There's been times where people say stuff in the green room at the store, and I go, I think. I should probably remove myself from this because I will be sharing this with everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's so fucking funny, man. Yeah, it's and so I think one of the cool things when I got away from that and one of the things I love in what you're doing is that, you know, with this podcast, there's no getting fired. I can't get fired from it. I did it for free for so long. Dude, uh, when Jordan Peterson was on uh, the Ruben Report with uh, somebody, uh, who was he on there with? Uh, It was uh, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro goes... No one greenlit us. Dude, no one green. Dude, Jordan Peterson's uh uh Patreon's like 80 grand a month at this point. What and what is so what is like I was I was trying to say this earlier. What is the kind of person 
and I think I know the answer to this, but what is the kind of person that maybe doesn't agree with everything Ben Shapiro or Milo Yiannopoulos or Jordan Peterson says, but still really enjoys them? What is that called? Human. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how come, how can, how can you not agree with, like, I'll use Milo because he's more divisive. Yeah, yeah. Like, how That's can you... what, what he does. He's a he's a provocateur. Yeah, I fucking Stephen Crowder. I love him. He's one of my best friends. Dude, I I write I do for Crowder not, every morning. I do not agree I with write a him lot jokes of every the day. stuff he says, but man, he's fun to fucking listen to. Dude, and he's not lying, and he's a good guy. It's like so he, okay, so he's so, a Christian conservative from Canada, and I told him I'm like the reason I wasn't right wing growing up is because we had, like, the right when I was growing up were the dicks, where I'm like, we had the Catholic church. I was raised Catholic, and they were being hypocrites and all this shit. And uh, and I'm like, you're from socialist Canada. So I'm like, you were rebelling against that. He was a child actor. Yeah, and he, dude, he's a good guy, man. He's he, you, would, you would love being around him, because it's like, he has his anxieties and his... his quirks and it, but he's like trying he's yeah. like one of those guys where he's like trying to do the right thing i get a kick out of i get a kick out of all those guys and like i said i don't i don't agree with everything anyone says like i don't agree with stuff not. rogan says but, Dude, I, but I, I don't agree with his sauna him. choice <laughs> like infrared is not the move man you see what i'm saying yeah like i only get furious at people that i think threaten my child's future it's not like like my dad likes socialized healthcare. I want free market. I think I'm right. He thinks his right, he's right. But we both want kids to have medical treatment. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. It's like, is your intention good? Then we'll figure it out together. But if you're like trying to fuck up my kid's future and say white men can't speak and I'm seeing a white kid in my kitchen dancing innocently, fuck you. That's, that's dude, cause, because our, inarguably... If that was said the opposite way around, it is immediately racist. Right. And if you look at like like actual heritage, so it's like it the left has become so racist against black people that they're like, they can't get past slavery. It's like, well, the Jews came here after the Holocaust and now they own fucking nine banks. So it's like, yeah, you don't think people can get past shit? Like Koreans will come here with like a fucking knapsack and own a bunch of dry cleaners in like an hour. How is that? I, want, I wish someone would be. Uh, this is it's what cultural. I love. Black, Black redneck white liberal by Thomas Sowell. It's like the best book ever written. What is it called? Black redneck white liberal. And the guy's this, probably one of the best economists in the world. And he's also black from Harlem. So the left really is not happy with this guy. But like, it's all about culture. It's about. I need a better audio book purchase. Or... Oh, dude, black redneck white liberal will blow your fucking mind. It'll show like why certain cultures achieve shit and why certain cultures don't. Because I'm from an almost more black culture than a lot of these white liberals. Where it's like, I get the whole like, you, you talk shit about my family. I want to stab you now. You know, yeah. but that, that gets you in jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's like, there's certain cultures that like, that, that prosper more than other cultures. That's why a lot of like really successful black people in government aren't from the South. They're from like the West Indies or Africa, like Obama. He says, you know, Obama, Condoleezza Rice, Colin Powell. It's all either West Indies or Africa. I love Condi Rice. Yeah, dude, the whole crew. I love, I love, I love everything. That, I, I, I've always liked her because <clears throat> I, this is so well, silly. Like Condoleezza Spice. <laughs> I, when they wrote that book about um, 9-11... Uh, they, you know, I'm not familiar with 9/11. What exactly happened? Is this uh, thing the government did to try to help fuck with the economy and oil prices? Oh, I, I get it. Um, but I and I read. I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big reader, but sometimes a little bit of something will stick in my crawl, and I'll go, whoa. One of the things they said is they took off on Air Force One so steep that the tail almost hit the tarmac. 
Like that's how steep they had had to climb. Why did they have to do that? Because they wanted to get out of there and get him to cruising altitude quickly so that he's out of uh, range of missiles or whatever. And the other thing they said was when they got into the control room, the room where... You know, that you've seen in every movie, the big circle where everyone sits in a circle and they decide, now what's our next plan of attack? Right. We're under, this country's under attack. And one guy has like an eye patch. Um, they said that, yeah, and one guy's got an eye patch and <laughs> someone, yeah. And uh, they said that um, they got they got in there and they said, now we're in here. Uh, I'm going to give everyone just a second to call your family, make sure they're safe, and then back in here. No more than No more than a minute. And they said everyone left except for Condi. She just sat there and was like, I got nobody. Let's roll. Hell yeah. Fucking love her. I, I love, love her. Dude, that's awesome. I think she's sexy as fuck, too. Condi Spice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I have weird crushes on women like like Condi's Rice. I'd, like, this is going to sound horrible because I have a joke about her in my act now, but I really, I've always had a crush on Rosie O'Donnell. Really? Yeah, because I just like that powerfullness. I love a fucking brash, hardcore, like... I, yeah. I feel like I would I, I would have always been like I, I can see past that whatever flaw physical flaw you think you have I can see past that yeah like <laughs> you just dominant like just a dominant lesbian cunt oh do you know who I have a huge this is like a legit crush on What's right it? now Chelsea Handler really oh she's so just and, like madness you want to know something even crazier <laughs> what? one of her dogs named Bert are you serious <laughs> yes that's so, hilarious I listen dude. to her play with her dogs and I think I feel like she's fucking with me <laughs> really that... oh Bert come here and get in bed with me oh yeah dude that's hilarious dude no no one names their dog Owen <laughs> dude Owen's such a shit name when it comes to animals who names a dog Bert <laughs> dude I could see it Bert and Ernie yeah yeah um she went skiing in um and i think what it is it's a little bit of cult of personality in that uh we went we i I did new year's and then i met the girls in utah and we went skiing for a week and it was really great it was one of the probably the greatest vacation i've ever had with my family we were off the grid there was no business to attend to um everyone in hollywood was off and and it was just me and the girls and i i was shooting limited stuff for instagram or fucking tweeting and i was just kind of off the grid Except I would I would follow like in the mornings. It's my biggest battle in the world is wake up a little early and then I go don't touch your phone, don't touch your phone. The second you touch your phone, you're awake. Yeah. And I would took and Chelsea Handler was skiing in British Columbia. She was skiing in Whistler, and so she, we were on the same time zone ultimately. And I would see her little Insta stories of like what she was doing, and it looked so cool. And I was having that experience. So in a weird way, I connected with her. I was like, oh, we're both having like cool times of family and friends. And like, I felt like I was on vacation with her, but I just, you know, like we were, this sounds so fucking creepy. And then, and then she, and she was like hitting a vape pen going up the slope. And I was like, I was like, I understand, but yeah, I'm with my family. I can't do that. Yeah, Yeah. And then I left and I went back out on the road. And she was still skiing. She skied all of fucking January to the point where I was like, I got to start skiing more. And so I went snowboarding every week I was on the road. And I was like, I saw that. Yeah, I went snowboarding every fucking week. So I was like, I was like, yeah, I love fucking skiing. I'm a cross country guy. Dude, I want to go cross country skiing so fucking bad after watching your videos. I go every single day. Like you talked about it was the reason you lost weight, right? Yeah, it's because I was a fat kid doing a paper route and I passed out uh, because I was so fat. And uh, my, How my, fat were you? I was just fat as fuck. You know, I was, uh, I was a big dog that hadn't grown as out. You know, the paws were big, but the, you know, and and so the pediatrician actually told me that I had to lose weight. So we started 
cross country skiing. My mom took me every day and we, you know, she got a dog that, that was a runaway and we did that for 15 years or, you know, really? and then the dog died, but you know, still, you know, I wrote it a lot better in the post. <laughs> now I'm explaining it right now. Oh, that's right. That's where I must have read about that. Yeah, because I was I took a picture because I live right next to uh this whole thing that's just it's lit at night with like light bulbs and it's just acres and acres of cross country trails because like the high school kids all like do cross country skiing where I live and it's just gorgeous and it's groomed every day and it's free. And I can put on my skis in my garage and just not take them off and just get right into the wilderness that's so awesome yeah and i put uh my little man behind me like i strap him into this like little chariot thing and one of his only words he knew was more and so he'd just say more it was like my trainer he's like more and i'm like i <laughs> am the tiger and i just get exhausted but it was great and then i'd hit the sauna i'd fire it up before i'd leave so by the time i got back i was just baking in there oh that's fucking awesome and then that's when i listen to pods and just like drink a ton of water and then Made love to my beautiful wife. Now we have another boy on the way. You know, it's it's real shit life. <laughs> Someone said to me the other day, I, I was saying, yeah, I don't know what's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, who did I podcast with yesterday? Zane. Oh, Zane Lamprey. You know Zane? No. He's great. He's really great. He's a guy like you that I think is a, he's a, he's an out-of-the-box thinker. I don't, I think with him, it's less um, social stuff and it's more business i think he got frustrated my with business the, sense sucks his business sense is fucking on point sweet he created he he was just got kind of fucked around by the business i think he got he he had a show that was successful uh, most in part because it was one of the first two hd t t channels it was called three sheets three sheets it was him going around the world drinking oh i think and i heard was, about this oh, guy dude it was yeah. huge it was it was like one yeah, of the biggest yeah, shows. yeah i heard about this guy and then was uh, he on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I heard it. And then he uh, kickstarted one called Chug, where he went around in trains and drank uh, around the world. And he it funded and he released it and it sold. And then he did. And then he was like, I think I'm out of television or making television. I think I want to make a brand. So he made this drinking jacket and it sold crazy. And then he made this adventure jacket. Then it sold the most, the biggest piece of design item ever on kickstarter like 1.7 million dollars he raised holy shit and then he was like fuck it i think i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna keep doing these i'm gonna keep making television i want i want so get he his does, jacket he's uh i'll get you one he's great. he's great he's a great guy but he's like you in the sense but we i said to him we were talking about you know life goals and plans and he was and i said i don't know i, I kind of want to get another house i want to get a bigger house fuck only yeah. because we don't we don't have enough space here and then he was like he was like, where? And I was like, I don't know. We've been looking a little bit. And he goes, LA? Like, like said it to me, like, you're really thinking about staying here? And part of me was like, yeah, what do I need to be in LA for? Bro, it's a, it's a lie. Like it, it, the weather's great and, and the community's great, but it's like, see, one of the reasons I think I suck at business because I'm good at seeing a ton of currencies. Like people get obsessed with money where they're like, and I like money. Money is labor. You, you can do labor and save it, which is an unbelievable concept. But like, Time is a currency. Resor like physical resources is a currency. Like respect, time community, is a currency. health. Time is a currency. Time is, is the, the ultimate currency. Yeah. That's why there's so many of the richest people I know. I do that bit about like my friend is worth a hundred million dollars. I'm like, let's hang out. He's like, I got to work. I'm like, dude, you you won. You tap out. I, yeah. Every time I hit 10k, I tap out. Yeah. You know. And he's like, no, I want a legacy. I'm like, dude, Julius Caesar took over the whole world and he got a salad. <laughs> Bail. You know, because at that point you become almost like a hoarder. 
where it's like, no, like figure out what you want. That's why Jordan Peterson's such a legend. Cause he's like, figure out what you want, design your life and then just do that. And yeah. like I family to me is a huge currency. And my brother just had a, a, his third child. who was a boy, right. As I did. And he lives in this town in the middle of nowhere. And so I'm like, we're coming. Fuck it, dude. What's the point of getting money without freedom? There's no point. What, what do I do? I buy more shoes. I can't. I don't give a fuck about shoes, dude. Dude, this shirt oh is ten dollars. I look oh like God. a fucking pumpkin. You're you're fucking. So I don't give a fuck about shoes, and for some reason, I think and I think it's probably a dopamine search. I have a ton of fucking shoes right now. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it's like I me have none, looking... dude. I have my only dress shoes. I found out they're not. They don't match. Because I was in like Nordstrom rack and I was like, oh, these are dope. And then my wife pointed out, she's like, those aren't the same shoes. <laughs> like one has like stitches on the sole and the other doesn't. I'm like, no way. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry. I'll just make you more money now, I guess. It's so funny because I, if you had told me, <clears throat> if you had told me, I remember hearing, I had a guy that I was friends with that was a successful comedian when I was younger. And, uh, and, uh. And I remember hearing what he made a week. And I was like, whoa, if I made that, I'd be fucking set. And now I'm making more money than he makes. And I'm like, and I'm still chasing the it's fucking It's called the carrot. hedonic treadmill. Heroin addicts also experience that. It's called chasing the dragon. Okay, let's talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, by the way, I definitely have called chasing the dragon exactly what I'm doing in this business. Oh, dude, you never get the dragon. But it's, but okay, but okay, argue the point chasing the dragon versus um, sowing, uh, uh, ra raking hay while the sun shines, making hay while the sun shines. What does like, that mean? Uh, the, the theory that... Oh, strike while the metal's hot? Yeah, you, get, there's, like, you, you only get a finite time in this business. Maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you get like five years of a good run. No, but you're free, though. Yeah. It's like you have freedom. Like, you can literally... What I've been doing ever since, like, I got so much... I lost my agent. I got blackballed. Great. So now I just rent fucking theaters and just do those. They say Here, that Here's two grand... Give me the theater and I'll fill it and make the rest of the money. Done. That's Barry Katz said that the best way to make money in this business is four wall your own theaters. I might I might buy my own theater. My dream now is to um, start my own comedy channel, like just on the internet and just for people that don't fit into the whole like uh, as a black, white, left-handed, lesbian fucking abuse victim. This yeah. is the chicken cross the road because of oppression. Like that, all that garbage where it's just like, I want to just own a theater and just have people really funny uh, perform there and we shoot specials and put it for people cheap and they can own their own fucking special. Well, the real, the real, I mean, the way I look at the way I look at this business and I think I have a pretty insightful perspective these days, I think more so than I ever have is, um, and I, and I don't have the resources to do this yet, but this is the direction I'm going is kind of where Rogan's taking it. Rogan's got his compound and he's got his podcast studio. He's got his gym. He's got Dude, his archery. He won. Like he's he, doing it exactly right. And it's, and, and by the way, I think people sniff out that independence, that, that honesty, that integrity yeah. and go, yeah, yeah. I want to be more like that. And I, I don't think I would do in the direction Rogan's going. I don't think I care enough about archery fitness or archery but like the podcast like we've talked a lot about trying to buy a warehouse and set it up so that i can have a green screen i can do i can shoot all the videos i want to shoot i can be creative have a small team where you go in every morning you go here's what we do today 
I've got, I'm here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. On Monday, Tuesday, you can Wednesday, do that we're right shooting. now. It's like it's, here's the thing that suffocates people: the fact when they really realize they can actually do what they want. I I'm, I can do what I want, and I think I'm set up to do what I want um, right now. But it's on such Dude, a that's small what Crowder scale. Does. I'm not even going to say what state he's in because he's on ISIS's hit list. Really? Oh yeah, he painted Muhammad in human shit. But. Uh, because he's hilarious. Yeah, he really is. He really is doing his own. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's, it's funny. No exec would have greenlit that at no, all. No, but it's fucking funny. So anyway, he like has his family and his close friends, and they just... like I did a sketch with him where I wrote it, where I was Jimmy Fallon uh, interviewing Stalin, and he was Stalin, I was Fallon. We had it looking better than an SNL sketch that day. They built the, the stage. His mom did the costumes. Yeah, I was like, what's his overhead? He's probably, in a state where, he's probably in a state where you can get... A fucking yep. warehouse yeah. for pretty cheap. Totally. But it's like the internet doesn't care where you are. The reason LA is LA is because of sunshine. Yeah. It's be it's before lights were invented. It was because they wanted to have no roofs, you know, like the Warner Brothers and all these guys, so that they can shoot shit. Now we have a bigger distribution mechanism in our pocket and fucking a 4K phone. It's like, it's done. Yeah. It's almost like they're falling and they don't even see it. And that's why, like, I didn't even want an agent. Like, part of me was like, I thought it was funny when my agent was like, you know, you're real problematic. I'm like, bitch, have you heard of email? Like, what are you? Yeah. You're just a guy telling me not to be myself. Where as soon as I start playing classical music and roar like a bear, because that's the irony of me that makes it funny. It's like, I'm a classically trained musician with a freakishly high IQ and I'm a fucking psycho. So people are like, oh, okay. He's got a genius IQ and he can play classical music by ear the first time he hears it. And he just called someone a cunt. That's funny. I'll watch this and pay that money. And it's like, okay, so what the fuck do you think I should do? I should go beg the CW to give me fucking 30 grand so they can tell me my idea sucks? No. Bye. Yeah. If you heard of Vimeo, I'll produce some shit and sell it on Vimeo for 10 bucks and keep nine. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Is that what you did with the last special yeah. with the bear? Yeah. What? No. What? How was the? What was the? Where did you shoot that? I shot in Manchester, England. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because I was about to. Because I did a tour with uh, the Impractical Jokers there, where I opened for them in stadiums. So it was like twelve thousand seaters a night. Like we did the O2 Arena four times. Like where that terrorist attack was, I performed there. Really? Yeah. So it's like I got tight with all these um, with all the UK people, and so everyone kept telling me to come back. So I did a tour, and then some dude gave me like this awesome guy i'm still friends with him because i was crowdfunding a special and this scottish guy just won the lottery so he's like fucking hell, here's fucking well, what you need man and so he just gave me all his cash i'm like all right i gotta shoot it somewhere where you can go <laughs> and uh because he was trying to get to my glasgow show but it was sold out and he's like man talk about not caring about currency this guy is dialed in yeah and uh, he's like, I just want to go to your show. And I couldn't fucking get tickets. I'm like, bro, I'll get you a recliner. So I got him a recliner. <laughs> and uh, and then we taped it in Manchester. And um, yeah, just it sold great. And fucking fuck it. And you put it online. Did you put it on Vimeo? Vimeo on my web, just, just off my website. And then I'm doing another one. I'm going to do the same thing. That's fucking great. Yeah, because I did. I shot one like over three years ago with uh, Comedy Dynamics. They did, uh, or like a new line, or what, new wave? Oh, Brian Volkweiss. Yeah, and they sat on it for years, and it finally came out this week, and I don't even give a fuck about it. I'm like referring to my wife, Wait, my girlfriend. Where did it come out? Like um, iTunes and Amazon and all that shit, but I don't really? get a cut of it, so fuck them. 
Oh, you don't get a cut of it at no, all. See, that's the fucked up, up thing. I was thinking about. Why, I, why would I promote that? It's like they sat on it. Dude, they changed the way I saw the world. Because I was like, I'll give you back the money you give me. Can I have my jokes back? Because I yeah. couldn't legally do it anymore. And then I was like, oh, money doesn't even matter. You guys are like smog the dragon sitting on my treasure now. Yeah. I'm like, I will never give anyone my jokes ever again. I have a problem. I have a little bit of a problem with um, this. I think it's that special. No. Maybe it's this special <clears throat> where I did it comfortably dumb. And it That's went a on. Great title. I loved it. I, my buddy Eddie and I. I love Pink Floyd too. Oh, um, I did it, and I to have some really great jokes on there. And I, I was, uh, I'm thinking about doing a, a thing. I thought of this last night in the midst of a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you wake up, and you're like, I'm doing everything fucking wrong. Right. Um, I and and by the way, shout out to my uh, my representative, my. Uh, one of my managers, Reg, who called me today and was very complimentary of uh, my act, which I was, that's what I was scared of. I was like, I was like, I'm fucking talking about my family too much. And then he was like, no, it's fucking perfect. But Reg stop is, saying the Reg word. Reg is a smart man. Yeah. And so he I said, stop saying what? Stop saying cunt so much. The people, dude, I've spent too much time in Scotland. Bro. Dude, see, my, my theory dude, is. Everyone says cunt in Scotland. It means you're like friends with them. They're like, you're a funny cunt. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. And then I come here is, and everyone's like, you're problematic. Do you want some soy? And I'm like. I don't want my cock to fall off. This is my, this is, I'll talk it out with you and see if I can find something new. I won't tell you the joke, joke part of it, but my theory that leads into the joke is that, um, my wife said, uh, cunt is the, um, the N word for women. And I said, no, you're wrong. Slut is. I go, cause when the N word dehumanizes someone, that's why that, that no one wants to, that it's, that's why I won't say it. Cause I won't ever, I don't want anyone to ever feel dehumanized. Um, I, I do. <laughs> I do though. Some people aren't are acting inhuman, and I want them to know it. Dead serious. <laughs> I heard an argument for that going. Yeah, when I'm really mad, I want them to feel the worst they've ever felt. Yeah, yeah. So why wouldn't I use that? Why word? would I? Why would I use all my assets? <laughs> why would I hold back? It's like if someone's attacking me and I have a gun, why would I punch them? I would shoot them in the head. Fucking kill shot. <laughs> Dehumanize Jesus you don't, don't act like a goddamn cunt <laughs> If you don't want to be fucking dehumanized Jesus So So Please mark that And pull that out So that we can Put that on the Instagram <laughs> so, I do So So oh, oh, So um so we uh so anyway my point was i said slut is the it is the n word for women and she said no the c word is the n word for women and i said well i think you're wrong because I, I go i look every man when you when you hear uh us when someone call a woman a slut it's almost like you're like eh, no, i'll pass on that but when you hear a, a woman's a cunt i go it kind of turns me on a little bit like i like a little bit of cunt in my woman yeah and then like I, rosie o'donnell yeah yeah and I, yeah chelsea everyone yeah, I, yeah. chelsea's been full blown yeah a lot of people have said that and i think that's sexy i think there's part of that that's sexy and my wife I was like the the disconnect is that you women don't see that as sexy but that's what we see as sexy so right. whatever you're trying to emulate as sexy realize it's already in you like that we already like and then the joke i say is there's nothing sexier than when your contractor talks down to your wife because she's a woman and you and you get to enjoy him being sexist and watch her be a cunt and you're like, oh, this is going to be good. No, that's that's brilliant. Like, yeah. Why would you change that? Uh, 
I guess he just thought. Bro, women would like that. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the thing. Is like a lot of these jokes that people want to uh, pussyfoot around because they think women will be offended. I do a joke about how white women are ruining everything. That it's all white women. Where it's I could, like I could I could hear this. I, I would. Where mind it's just like, this. well, my friend's neighbor's mailman's name is Jerome, and on behalf of Jerome, and it's like, shut the fuck up, dude. And I'm like, and then and, and I'm like, and it's obviously not all of them. Look at all the white women clapping because they know eight percent of you guys are fucking cuts. Yeah, dude. The <laughs> the it's the whole argument made. That I, I love, this is where I start going, hey, liberals, you got me back in. Like, where I go, liberals, you got, you, you want me back, is when uh, you hear people say, no, no, like the Lena Dunham thing. They're like, no, 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 no. All the black women are like, fuck you, bitch. We speak for ourselves. Exactly. And and you. There is no black community. There's a bunch of individuals who are black. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're like, and you seem to only care about white women's problems. Right. Like, you don't care about all of us disenfranchised. Like, no. how dare you speak for me? I love when I hear that. I love because I go, part of me goes, as a justice warrior, not a social justice warrior, but a justice warrior. Somebody right. goes, I believe in right and wrong. I like that. Yeah, I go. I go. How Me dare? Too. Yeah, how dare you speak up for someone that you're? And then you slam Odell Beckham Jr. for not looking at you. Like, don't no, you have a she's boyfriend? She's a cunt. That's yeah. why when it's like you can't use a word, it's like, well, I have a word that's perfectly accurate for someone. <laughs> why would I not say that? It's like, oh, you can't say coffee table. It's like, oh, this rectangle thing. Yeah. No, coffee table. Yeah. Cunt. It's it's one of the things where I where I start going. That's where my. Uh, that's where I start seeing red. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you can't... You can't speak on the behalf of a community. You can't say the black community. It's like, well, how'd you feel about Clarence Thomas? I mean, his grandfather was a fucking slave. And I'm watching all these white privileged people, like a Kennedy. I'm pretty sure he killed a chick. Uh, talking down to him because he made a joke about a pube. Uh, he's black, though. He's black. Is that not an issue? Oh, it's not black. It's ideology. What it is, is they want everyone to have the same ideology so the diversity is in the skin. What are you fucking looking at paint swabs at Home Depot? Yeah. No one gives a fuck what skin... Like, when you're actually not racist, these people are infuriating. That's what I, I said. You know, I, I, I've known Bill for a very long time. And I, I know Bill's politics and I know Bill Burrs, who we're talking about. And yesterday I thought... It was the first time I thought this in a while, but I went... I was wherever I was walking, I was, wherever I was walking, I thought, you know, wow, how cool. And you, I bet you feel this way too, but like Bill really doesn't see color. Yeah. And and if he sees it in a moment, it's when anyone should see it. Like his daughter's yeah, it's black, the equivalent of, uh, his wife of, is black. Of height. Yeah. Where it's, it's like you do see color, but you don't judge a character based on it. It's like, yeah. you see I'm a tall guy. It's literally the equivalent of like how, like height. It's, it, we it, don't it, even think about height. You're like, oh, height. Who gives a fuck? That's you how you would see, see color in the same instance where you'd see a guy who's 6'7 getting onto a, a small plane. And you go, oh, this is going to be uncomfortable right, for him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No one's ever like my 5'8 friend Todd and my 5'11 Fred Gary. Like, yeah. you don't think height but if you're saying we got into a submarine and my buddy's six seven everyone's like oh that that's that's imperative to say right if it's like someone has sickle cell you're like oh the black guy yeah because it's imperative at that point but it's, other than that it's not imperative it's it's so funny because i you know and i i was thinking that yesterday i was like i think i i think i'm that way but i don't know i can't really say i am because i'm already thinking 
I'm already thinking outside the box. I'm already thinking Bill doesn't think that way. So like I, maybe I don't think that way. And then I was like, wait, I wonder if there's I wonder if there's the same equal amount of people that say they aren't racist that are as that are as, as honest as I'm being with myself in this moment. Like I'm being super honest with myself in this moment and I will share this honesty with everyone. But is everyone feel that way? Will everyone go out and say and that that's what I think fucking spins me out where I go I don't don't uh Marin introduced me to a great word that I've been uh, that I've been overusing, but uh, he was talking about something. I won't say what he's talking about, but I'm certain you can infer uh, if you do a little bit of math. Because he's talking about a person who's a virtue signaler, yeah, and how when that, that fucks you up. When you're a virtue signaler, it means you're not really true to no. the virtues that you're signaling. It means that you are, or maybe a guy who likes to fish hook chicks in the mouth. Exactly. So, well, that's what's revealed by Aziz. Is he's not a rapist? He's just a guy that wants to fucking give you the claw. Yeah, he just is a dude who didn't get a lot of pussy. Saw all the pussy in porn. All the mistakes we made when we were 15, where a, where a girl was like, where you weren't a threat. Maybe where I'm not. I'm, I'm saying. But I'm saying like we're No, I get what you mean though. Like when you're growing up, you you learn based on trial and error, like how to read someone's body language. When you're young, you learn how to uh how to basically read someone. It's like the known unknown, like that politician. Yeah. I Remember think it was we, like the known unknown. There's known unknowns. There's an unknown unknown. It's like how it is. Like what and that's why it's like it's becoming this weird world where that's why I love being married and monogamous. Because yeah. it's like I nowadays people are like, I am going to kiss you. Is that okay? That is okay. I'm going to touch my own pants. Is that okay? That makes me uncomfortable. Oh wait, are you gonna use the claw? You know, you're like, what are we all autistic? Just yeah. do shit. By the way, I've, I've totally, I've totally put my fingers in someone's mouth, but it's during sex. It's like in a hot sex. I'm moment not judging like, it as yeah. long as it's not a claw. It was a if you're going to escalate like that, you you've gotten so many consent clicks that it like can be hot. It's like no, when when someone's like, oh, I don't want to judge the claw. I put my fucking finger in someone's mouth. It's like, yeah, because someone was like, you know, it's yeah. not just like. What's so crazy is like I'm so sensitive. Like I would, here's my thing. I would never put my fingers in someone's mouth, then finger them, and then them make them taste themselves. No, I'm almost like the opposite of a rapist where it's like, I, it's like, oh, so you don't need my cock? Yeah. Great. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, so you don't like need to fuck? Yeah. It's like, no, but I will fuck you. It's like, forget it. Yeah. If you don't like, if you don't, if you're not like really excited about it, it's the same with anal. It's like, I don't get anal. I, I, the last thing I want to do is have anal with someone who's whimpering. Oh, dude, one time I was with this girl and she was like, put it in my ass. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, that's weird. Like, no, that's like fucking weird. Yeah, I, Why would I, I do that? I'm a breeder. I'm, I asked my wife if I could fuck her in the ass one time and she was like, why? Amy and, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even want to. I'm like, the sex is great like this. Why would we want to? fuck with that yeah although someone did uh shout out to jen gowdy in uh tampa or in uh, west palm she sells these vaginal rejuvenation machines yeah and she was like let me tell you something they're fucking amazing now i know chris hardwick used to have a hacky joke about vaginal rejuvenation oh big he, surprise he was like he was like oh what is this kind of stuff He's apparently like, what with me and my thin penis <laughs> dude's got no cock on him 
Sir, I'll stop. I don't want to cause any rub. And so, but but I remember hearing his joke and going, "Hold on, it can't be what you think it is. It must be some. If it's a medical procedure, I remember hearing it as a young comic going, "If it's a medical procedure, I'm certain there are women that want it." Yeah. And you mocking it as a man really kind of shows that you're not listening or looking into the He's bit. Mansplaining. And yeah, and so. Um, and basically what re- re- vaginal rejuvenation is is for women who've had children and their vaginas are loose who would like to tighten it for many reasons. Sometimes when they laugh, they piss. Or when they sneeze, they <laughs> really? piss. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so vaginal rejuvenation, there's a couple ways to do it, by the way. Shout out to Jen Gowdy. You can douche with witch hazel. That's an old, old, old school way oh, yeah. to do it. Or they have this machine that they put inside them. I like to put my cock in witch hazel because when I laugh, I come. Yeah. <laughs> I've been coming a lot today, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> you just know I've been coming a lot. Just to let you know, it's been pretty much a semen fire hose. <laughs> and so she was like this vaginal rejuvenation. And I, I don't think I'd ever thought that Leanne was had a loose vagina ever. But as soon as this girl told me about vaginal rejuvenations, I was like, they can all be tighter. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And I was like, I was like, I, I sent an email to my wife and her four friends going hey ladies just so you know this is on the market i can get us a hookup and all the husbands were like uh seems like a reasonable price <laughs> dude you're hilarious oh but yeah jen gowdy taught me all about it in uh, west palm over new year's she was like yeah i do it it's great really? and her husband's like it definitely is fucking amazing definitely fucking amazing but is it like does it get too tight where it's like weird where you feel like weird about it no it doesn't like take them back to to the right to the hymen we were like, Jesus. I've never, by the way, I've never had sex with a virgin. Me neither. The closest I ever had is I rented a car one time that had 13 miles on it. <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> it's a joke that got me in trouble at a college. It did? Yep. What did the college say? Were uh, you like, hey, you're being replaced by the internet, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> the co- colleges are done. Really? Oh, yeah. My parents are professors, too. So I got to see this whole process since I was a child. Yeah. It, a lot of things. You watch TV, you uh zapped out by the internet and you're oh just like, dude it's game like just listen to dan carlin's hardcore history you know everything at that point yeah do that might that be guy, the best podcast well i think that the most you don't have any more beers in the fridge halston thanks buddy do a double check that would be huge for us yeah <laughs> dude i was thinking about the most badass like thing to come out if you're a fighter and uh I don't think it's like hardcore or anything. I think it's either like super emotional, like Celine Dion, yeah. like do 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 do, and you're like crying. Yeah. Or like the Muslim call prayer would be terrifying. Yeah. Or just Dan Carlin just going, "What is a monument?" <laughs> He's like, "There's a field of bones." Oh, you know, if you if you had Dan Carlin, like, say your if you had maybe Dan Carlin speak DMX's words. Oh my God. <laughs> Where is the hood at? Yeah, he's like. Where is the hood? We at? will crush your bones. Dan Carlin's fucking amazing. I really like him. Yeah, he's he's a genius, and it's like, but he sounds like the Joker, which makes him so. I can listen to ten hours about fucking anything, dude. I get. He's just like, and they look down at the field with terror, you and you're what, just like Jesus. Do you know what podcast I really like that is really fun? Is the Dollop? You ever listen to that? No, I need a new one. Dave too. Anthony and. Go, uh, do it's this is a really good one and I, I like it because number one it's a comedy podcast so yeah it's, it's, it is funny gareth reynolds and dave anthony oh, i love gareth reynolds yeah he's my guy and and uh gary they do they do um 
they do a history podcast where Gareth doesn't know what they're talking about and Dave does. That's genius. And Dave explains. And my favorite one right now That's is such the, a good idea. Is the Boston busing uh, scandal in like the seventies or sixties? What was that? Or eighties maybe? I think Patrice went through it. Um. By the way, I'm just ripping off from uh, from uh, from those guys. But well, yeah, but you're plugging their podcast. But uh, but so in the eighties. And all the money was going to the white schools in Southie. Any white school got money. The state was giving white schools money and the black schools were getting fucked. And so then they, finally they pass a law and they're like, your schools have got to have uh, this many white people, this many black people in order to get funding. So they, t- and which where the scandal came from, they took black kids from Newberry, I think Roxbury and Newberry, wherever P- Patrice grew up and they bust them into Southie. Now these were schools that had like rich Irish heritage where the people that lived in it was it was a neighborhood where no one ever left it you know and so these kids would go to school there but their parents gone to school there and their grandparents gone to school there and their all their uncles and aunts and uncles gone to school there and they had like chance that this was their school and then all of a sudden they uprooted these kids and took them into black neighborhoods and made them go to school in black neighborhoods yeah and then brought black kids into the white neighborhoods that's why i'm not on the left by the way is that's all like people think racism is right wing yeah that's all government bullshit like the jim crow was government laws yeah like that's why i'm a free market guy because like if you're racist you don't sell shit yeah like if you're a racist you don't get to fucking sell anything and you go out of business yeah and so the and so Basically, I think the Southie parents were super uh, anti-blacks entirely. So they said words that were dehumanizing. They said a lot of <laughs> words and threw objects that were dehumanizing. Yeah, they dehumanized. And and it, but and then but the black schools were actually I wouldn't I, I I couldn't argue the black schools were just as bad. In the podcast I heard, it sounds like the black kids were there were fights. There were definitely fights happening. Well, in the Southie black are like white. Like inner city black guys. That's, Southie, that's why it's not like you can't say. Like I do a song, the racism song, where it's like black dudes with more than one pit bull scare the shit out of me, but a black guy with a cell phone on his belt, I trust. Yeah. Where it's not skin, it's culture. Like Southie, yeah. it's like those dudes will fuck you up, you know? Oh, look at this fucking savior. Yeah, look at this tall. Randomly in the back. Look at this tall piece of shit. Nice. Everybody. <laughs> Cheers. But yeah, cheers, brother. And so, but it, it's really fascinating because Gareth's funny throughout it, but then there are points where they stop and start listening. Like, they're like, wait, this really happened? And then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah it's really cool. It's a really cool podcast. And they do it about goofy stuff. Like, the Rube is a really good one. The Rube's a really good one. Sometimes one? it's about this pitcher. Uh, oh, is that on acid? No, 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 no. It's about this pitcher who... It, it just listen to it. I can't. I can't do it justice. I love it. They. It's. It's a really do you great. Remember podcast. Satanic Panic? Yeah. In the eighties. Of that, course, that would I have do. been a good one for that because that's not believable if you tell Gareth Reynolds. Oh, I. You know, it's so far. Oh fuck! We missed SpaceX's launch. I didn't even know they were doing that today. Yeah, they're doing a launch today. I wanted to watch it because it's fucking badass. Yeah. It, it. Did you see that? I took a post of the video. It balloons out of the atmosphere. And it looks like fucking a space. It looks crazy. Dude, I interviewed the guy that designed the Mars rover. Really? Yeah, that guy was fat. He was like the, the head engineer of NASA. I can't remember his name, but he was fucking great. So wait, when did you have him on your podcast? It was I do a physics podcast when I lived in LA. It was called um, Surely You're Joking. We, we had on like Nobel Prize winners and shit. I was like the Paula Abdul. 
Yeah. I'm like, so what's a neutrino? You know, and then like my buddies that are like PhDs in nuclear physics were like, all right, Paula, a neutrino. You know, it's, it was, uh, dude, science is fascinating. There's a, the thing that's happened that's really cool about comedy is that you've seen guys, and I think it's because of podcasting, you've seen them flex their different interests in things. Like, yeah. uh, like Shane Moss. I love Shane. Shane, I got a text from Shane. I, I wish I could get him back on the podcast. He's coming out again soon. He's or in he's, the van. He's, he's, where is he? Well, he had a van. I remember I had him on my, my podcast and he was, uh, he was, he was in a van doing a tour. And then, and then I think he got put into a psych ward. He did. Yeah, I think Why? so. I think he f dabbled in the DMT pretty aggressively and he was like, I think I'm having a hard time touching down. He's like, yeah, I've been, I've been hanging out with the aliens for like a week now. Yeah. Hey guys, you're seeing them too, right? No. All right. I'm going to check myself in. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but he, uh, he, t he, he, the last text I got from him, he's like, Hey man, just got a psych ward. I'd love to tell you the story. I'll be in LA dot, dot, dot. And I was like, fuck, I'm not there, but he's a really interesting guy. And he's someone that got really into neuroscience and yeah, he's smart as shit, smart as shit. And I think what happened with comics is that you'd get these people that were really smart and they'd whittle them down into being the one thing that we all got uh, relationships or, you know, airplanes or, and, you know, and then the more it broadened, I think people were like, oh, I'm a comedian, but man, I'm fascinated in cars or, or jujitsu or fucking DMT or, you know. It'd be funny if it's like uh, Carrot Top is like just a hobbyist of like objects where it's like, oh, look, I made the frame pun. You know, and he's just like a carpenter. Well, that'd be great as if he was, because I think he is. I think he creates For all sure. his own I objects. mean, he's clearly a smart guy. Like Jeff Dunham is legit into puppets. Like, I think he builds them. Of course he's into puppets. That's like me... And piano, like sometimes people are like, oh, good shtick. It's like, oh, I just played Bach. Yeah. Like shtick. Dude, I started when I was fucking two. You think that this is a fucking shtick? <laughs> I've stuck with it a while. Yeah, shtick is like wearing sneakers with fucking suits. I wish I had a hobby. You have a hobby? Comedy. No, you fucking love beers. <laughs> you love travel. You love stories. I you, feel uh, like... you, you've been really into fitness. I feel like I'm jealous of like guys like... like when Rogan got into archery, I was like, I was like, fuck, I wish I had found something like arch, something just where you, like when I was doing leather work for a fucking second, uh, I, uh, I was like, for a second, have you ever seen my leather work? No. It's right by your foot. Just go ahead. Do you send it to it. Rosie O'Donnell? Are you it's, like, will you put this on and beat the fuck out of me? That's my fanny pack I made. That is amazing. It's so bad. Oh my god, that's beautiful. It's so bad. You gotta be. You gotta play like an old timey flute and just prance around. And you gotta be the size of Andre the Giant to wear it. <laughs> and so, speak of the devil, I could wear that. <laughs> I I got. I was into leather work, and I was like, the one thing it does is it shuts your brain off. You know, like doing yard work. Yeah. Like putting your fence up or building something. Flow state shuts your fucking yeah. brain off. You know, all I watch on TV now is DIY building off the grid. Me too, bro. That's all I fucking bro, watch. You're gonna be my neighbor soon. I, I can feel it, <laughs> oh. dude. You could sell. You could no, never sell this house. Never sell any real estate in LA. But like, you could literally for like the price of a fucking condo and van eyes you could buy like half a mountain yeah i think about that compound, a lot bro my wife dude don't even get compound. me started with compounds bro my wife everyone thinks that i'm the crazy one like my wife she's obviously not crazy but like she's the one who's like we should get a compound where it's like no we got to get solar power we need go because we, we have 10 chickens but she's like let's get some goats we're thinking about buying the house next door to us and compounding it out gotta compound it be dude best. it's how humans should live 
You know, and then you get some extended family. My parents will get an apartment for my parents when they come out. Bingo. My sit, my Leanne's like, Leanne's like, we put the podcast studio over there. We do our merch out of there. We have a, a, a room for your parents when they come out. Sounds and like then, someone's tasting freedom, bro. And then she's like, and then she's like, you know, and then I, and then I watch. This is when she starts spinning out of control. She's like, the girls go to UCLA. They stay out here. This is where they live. They live in the compound. My wife like, does the same thing. I was like, honey, the girls are not living with us. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna fucking watch them bring sneak dudes home. Yeah. Fucking two in the morning now that's a haymaker yeah pool party in the back of the fucking compound yeah dude i think compounds are the move man i think it's the way humans should live i would like i would i would love to buy when we i've said this before very recently but we went on johnny depp's when i did went to johnny depp's house he owns the whole street i love that dude he's the best i just want to smell him uh, I think he smells awesome. I mean, probably a lot like cigarettes. I remember I made out with a girl who uh, was from Scotland. Yeah, like all- I had his back for no reason on Twitter where I'm like, I, I called his ex-girlfriend uh, Amber Alert. Where I'm like, Amber Alert. Um, because I'm like, it's bullshit that he's getting fucking reamed by this asshole. Yeah. He, um, all I know is that Stanhope stood up for him. And I was like, Stanhope doesn't stand up for just anyone. No. Like he, like Stanhope's a... A legit salt. He's got a great compound. I bet he does. Have you ever been out there? No, but Bisbee, Arizona, right? Dude, that's that. That was where my compound envy started. Bro, my lake house is like forty five hundred square feet and like has a dock, and it's like not that much money. And wish- dude, like when I shoot my special, like a bunch of the unbearables, like the people that like live stream with me, dude, I'm I'm sleeping like twenty five of them in my house. Really? I'm like, for nothing. I'm like, just come. I'm like, no, if I recognize the people, I'm like, oh, I see you every day. I fucking trust you. I'm oh, like, yeah. dude, because trust is a big currency. That's social currency. Oh, yeah. Dude, I like, there's been times when people are like, dude, I can't pay my electric bill. And I'm like, I'll PayPal you 50 bucks. Run with it. And then they'll like make me a fucking painting. And I'm like, that's life. That's why people belong in fucking compounds. Oh. Because if you understand each other, you can be like, dude, I got an orange. You got a dog. Let's fucking play ball. Yeah. The I, I, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. But it's, currency. It's I like the, I like currency. I like looking at life in different currencies. I think I look at life in the time currency is the biggest one I think I fucked up. Like I think the time I spent at Travel Channel, I I the money they paid me was great. And I think it kept us up and running and I it kept us in a comfortable place. And I'm very grateful for that. But the time currency I spent was missing a lot of my children's life. And I, and I, yeah, but that's I, what men do, though. It's like I, that's what I agree. I agree. That's like what being a, a good father is. It's like you don't like just you're the provider. You know, I work. I work all. I I'm, I miss out on so much shit. But like, it's just I. Now it's like I'm, I did make good money when I was on like Sullivan and Son and shit. And like now that I can just do my own shit and just collect rent. Yeah. It's like, fuck it, man. And that's why people are more drawn to my comedy now, because it's the voice of a free man. Because that's what people fucking so, pay for. We'll take a look back historically in the podcasting. The second Corolla left, I mean, I think Corolla's always been big, but the second he left and you and you were like, I remember hearing him say stuff that was a little off bounds, out of bounds, but you were like, he's being honest. That was, I love that guy. When, he, when he was in Congress, I thought that was an inspiring speech. And he's doing a documentary on that. That Tim Allen just came into. Tim Allen's great too. What's a dude's dude, an anarchist? I love Tim Allen. I love Tim Allen. He's he had he said a quote on uh, Norm's podcast that I 
it summed up comedy so perfectly and it's so why I would get shit and I wouldn't stop because I didn't think they understood the art. He goes, I exaggerate to clarify. Yeah. And that's what you do. You go big. Like I, I did a tweet the other day where I'm like, so we definitely want women to vote, you know, like something insane. Yeah. And then you see the response. It's like idea sonar. We're like, yeah. and then you see what people think. And then I'm like, I finally came to the conclusion that I think if you're on welfare, you shouldn't vote. Because if you don't chip in for the pizza, you don't get to fucking pick a topping. And that's what I think. That's not a bad... I think that's what's skewing shit. Where if you get tax money for free, you don't get to vote. But you can get the money. I, you don't I, get to vote. I wonder what the I wonder what the portion of people... Because there are people that use welfare for good. Like you hear those stories where you're like... I forget. I've just heard one recently. A guy was, he's like on welfare. Got off welfare. Like I, that's I was on welfare as a kid. It, unfortunately, a lot of people have no interest in getting off welfare. That's the problem. Is it not? What do you think the portion is that have no interest? I have no idea. I'm not even into this policy shit. Yeah. I just think that like if someone this has no interest in ever getting off welfare, you can't. You can have that if that's what people vote for, but you can't vote. Like yeah. how would you vote? Like I vote for more welfare. It's like of course you do. You're yeah. on it. I yeah. think the biggest time people need help is when they're at zero. Cause that's like good people can be stuck at zero, but like you can be poor and just not have two cars or like not have fucking shiny shit. It's like, you can't be a materialist and get free shit. Cause then no one likes you. You're like, dude, like when I was, I never had new clothes. So I went to college and like, I used to have to go into fucking dumpsters for cans and I'm not doing that chip on the shoulder ship. I'm like, one time I took my buddy out uh, for dinner and he was like, I'm really poor, man. I'm really broke right now. Is it cool if uh, you hook it up? I'm like, of course, man, we've all been there. And he ordered Kobe beef and I ordered the normal shit. And I was like, that's why you're poor. Yeah. Like you think that you deserve pr the best beef on my fucking dime. Oh yeah. That's, that's me and my, Oh, that's by the way, that's me and my wife. When we were poor, <laughs> when we were poor, I would, I remember one time she said, you're going through Ralph's, like you're not even looking at the prices. That's and what I, I do that sometimes. And right? I said to her, I go, I'm not looking at the prices. She was like, you should look at the prices. Right. She's, she's and, accurate. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, you've never looked at prices. I was like, no. And she goes, we're on a budget. Like we don't, we can't just buy whatever the fuck you want to buy. My and in my head. that with my router. She was like, you don't need a new router. I'm like, who knows? Yeah. She's like you're fucking stupid. You don't understand money. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And she went through and then one and then one time she said, Let's go through and see if we can find stuff on sale or find stuff that's cheaper. Let's see how little money we can spend. Now, I will say that it was taxing going through the grocery store. That it was like to to not just go, oh, bread, you know, and like keep your mind going. Which is a currency. You're like, baby, I'm an artist. This anxiety takes away from my jokes. Oh, it was like, it was like, uh, like she's like, why would you buy filet? We can buy such great other cuts of meat. And I was like, yeah, but uh, filet's like, I mean, look at the price. It's only like eight bucks. He goes, that adds up. And by the way, I'm looking at the pounds. So I'm buying, you know, three pounds of filet versus, you know, three pounds of skirt steak. And she was, and it, we saved a ton of money, but I, I'm not, I can't, I'm not that. I can't live like that either. I can't live like when I go to, when I want yeah, but I'm not on welfare. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, if you're on welfare, you got to live like that and then claw think, your way I out. Probably, probably I would guess the majority of people on welfare live like that, right? No. No, I know a ton of people on welfare. A lot of them are, they think they, they like have more kids to get more money and they think it's funny. Like I, I, like me and my wife, 
like uh she was pregnant when we got married and um me too one of my friends secret time i don't ever share that with anybody fuck it i know i it's we're all gonna die one of the few things there's only two uh like untruths i've ever i've ever shaded meaning like i've just curved the way people hear what i say yeah and it's that and another one that i'm afraid to talk about but i'll tell right now let's do it uh i have a gold rolex by the way this is gonna let a bunch of people down i don't know when i said this i don't know how i said this i don't know where it came from i must have been drunk my dad gave me a gold rolex for my 40th birthday nice someone called me on it and asked me how i got that rolex and i was afraid to say that my dad got it for me because i was afraid everyone would think i was rich and it i don't i know you guys are all going like whoa 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 that's the Will Smith Rolex. I don't know what I said about Will Smith. I do not remember that lie. That's hilarious. But I, apparently I must have said Will Smith gave it to me because so many people have seen it on my watch, my wrist and go, is that the Will Smith Rolex? And by the, for the first time I heard it, I was like, huh? And he was like, ah, I know what you're doing. And I was like, yeah, walked away. I was like, I don't know. And then I've heard it like probably 10 other times. And I was like, what did I say? I probably said it on Rogan you know like someone probably said nice watch and i was afraid to be like oh my dad you know whatever yeah i was afraid people would be like oh were you rich and i was like no that's not what happened dude just own it that's what i did with my intelligence i used to pretend to be really stupid yeah and like tell people i was stupid and it's like because i didn't want like people to look at me weird and that's one reason why it's got in psychology it's called flooding when you just tell everyone something real fast and that happened to me where i'm like no, like my mom did my podcast once and she referenced that I have a 147 IQ. Yeah. And I felt like such a liar because I've been acting like such a fucking retard <laughs> that like I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. By the way, I'm kind of a genius. You know, my bad. Yeah. And so then I was like, why would I feel bad for that shit? Like, why would I fucking act like I'm stupid when I'm not? It's the same with rich people. It's like just because you have a rich family doesn't mean you're you don't work hard and earn your success. Like, yeah. what the fuck? It was so, it's so funny because it's always something that I've been afraid to like, people were like, so tell me what you're watching. I always go, oh, I don't want to, but yeah, my dad got it's me. It's like that would mean my thick cock. Uh-huh. Like everyone's always like, tell me about that Foster's beer can you got in your pants there. Dude, my dick looked so solid in that sauna life yesterday. Oh dude, saunas are great for the hammer <laughs> because they increase your testosterone and your HG, uh, your human growth hormone. Really? Yeah. Oh. Heat, bro. I was going to go sauna before my shoot today. Dude, one time I was sitting in the sauna, I just got a boner. And I don't get bon- just random boners Dude, these days. I was getting was like semi-hard the whole time in the sauna. And I was like, I was like, what's going on? Like, I was yeah. like, this is what I'm fucking talking about. And I once had sex with uh, my wife in the sauna. And I like, I, cu- I was like so out, like I couldn't do it. Because I was like, <gasps> and like <laughs> some of my gay buddies are constantly getting blown in steam rooms and yes. shit. And I'm like, how? how like, the- I literally am like, what the fuck is this? My heart rate's at like 250. Yeah. My heart rate was at a solid 134 the whole time I was at the sauna for no, 30 I, that's, minutes. That's fat burning. Yeah. 134 is killer. That, and, I, and, the, and then I read this thing, and they're like, oh, the average jog is the same as the average moment in the sauna. And I was like, <laughs> buying one. Oh, dude. you're gonna, And it's also you sweat out all the poison. It it literally makes you younger. Listen to Rogan talk with uh, Rhonda Patrick about that, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Okay, that's who it is. Yeah. Rhonda Patrick talks yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I they've gotta, done like complete studies with like Scandinavians and shit. It literally makes you live like years longer. That's what I'm gonna do. I dude, I spent a lot of time in a sauna when I was right when I met. You're Leanne, a sauna I guy. Like, I can see you're a I'm sauna a guy. Big sauna guy. Me and Segura and Ari were in Atlanta for the championship. All woke up hungover as fuck. I think Segura had like 39 drinks, and I was like, and I was like, we should go sauna. And they're like, yeah. And we all went to a sauna, 
And it was fucking amazing. It's I woke amazing. I walked out going, yesterday in a sauna, I was in for 10 minutes. And in 10 minutes, my head straightened out. Meaning like my vit, my everything straightened out. I went, all right, I feel good now. And you need it in LA because the weather can make you soft here. It's like you need struggle. And that is like forced struggle that your body loves. Yeah. Like you're like you're dealing with 180 degrees. And you so you're pounding water. And so then your body's like, all right, we're going to overcome this, get out all this shit, and then we're going to fucking live forever. So is that the, was, is, did you listen to Rhonda Patrick about saunas first? I've always been a sauna guy. Really? I mean, I'm part Scandinavian, so like that culture is very sca- sauna oriented. Really? Yeah, I'm going to get, so you can get one at Costco's, it's a good one. It's, on, it's, it's uh, almost having saunas. They're unbelievable. All right. I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one. I think I'm going to get one this week, get it delivered next week, clean out the garage, set it up, get it set it up and inst- installed so I can sauna all next week. I wish I was here to sauna with you. Oh, mine's going to be the size of a phone booth. It's going to be gay as fuck. We're going to have to scissor fuck. The gayer the better, bro. <laughs> Dude, the gayer the better, man. Just two guys getting weird boners and saunas. Just- How is that not some sort of therapy? How is there not some sort of therapy called gay therapy where they make men fuck to get to the next level? <laughs> I think it's called Scientology. <laughs> to get to the next level i try to work on a bit about how uh gay guys like are so fun to be around that sometimes you almost start talking gay when you're like in in a, like a clothing store where they're like oh those look great on you and you're like for real and you're like why did i just say it like that dude i i was do not not doing a bit but i was talking on stage the other day and I, obviously i was in portland but i was like i was like uh <laughs> that's where the soy like, goes i love i i think had i been into homosexual had i been homosexual had i been i think you're i think you're born i don't think it's a choice that's my thought but but uh and i'm sure there's probably a sliding spectrum of what you i just be. have no idea i'm just gonna say i i know gay people that say that's okay so i'm gonna trust them well no but they, i fucking know i'm not in, get, so so it's really it's really slippery because uh, for a long time, the the predominant LBGTQ response was, you are born that way. And then they realized that if you're born that way, theoretically, they could genetically pull that out of you. They could find that gene, and then they could parents could eliminate gay children if they had them. So they then said, you're not born that way, it's a choice. So there's two sides of the same coin. Both homosexual coin, but they say, some say you're born that way, and that's the older belief. And then younger go, no, you're not born that way. It's I chose to be this way, so that so that there can't be like an ethnic cleansing of homosexuality. So that to me is so weird. It's almost like then they're not even trying to say the truth. They're just trying to say whatever is going to benefit them to get more BJ's. Yeah, but my point was, I believe, I believe, I don't believe it's a choice. Uh, I, I'm sure there's a a spectrum of you know whatever you can be. Like you know, I'm sure that you can. We're just lean, so obsessed gay. with sex that we don't even. Like no one ever's like, oh, dude, I was born liking Coors Light. Or it's yeah, just, I was it's like, born liking Coors Light. Me too. But like, I part of me, I said on stage, I said, you know, I enjoyed gay jokes so much. Meaning, when you do something gay to your friend and he goes, whoa, what the fuck? I've enjoyed that sense of humor so much that I bet I really would have enjoyed being gay. Like just being gay and been like, oh no, no, uh, like, uh, like. I, I forget the joke I said on stage. Oh, uh, me and Segura come home and I wrestle fuck him in the closet. And I was like, I just came in your mouth. And he's like, God right. damn it, I'm getting you next. Like my sexu- sexuality is very humorous, but really erotic. <laughs> really like erotic. Everything's a joke, but it, I come like fucking like a fire hose. Like my, my sexuality has never been connected with my comedy because my sexuality is from such a, like almost like a 
embarrassed place. I'm not a good. I'm not like uh, like. I don't know. Not that I don't know that Delia talks about sex on stage, but like, but he's like a or Dane. You know, Dane's like the, like they're more like uh, like sex model uh, comics. Like they're sexy comics. You know, like they're like you know fashion and sexy type thing right. I'm not that guy I'm really kind of like like Gaffigan Gaffigan no one's gonna want to say Gaffigan but like I love fucking pussy you know right and but so it's almost like some of those sex like sex comic guys it's almost like little overboard where you're almost thinking like what's going on with you man yeah well I I, I think I don't think Delia talks about sex at all but I've heard no Dane Delia t- yeah no I'm not talking about Delia Delia's good shit but I'm talking yeah. like like Dane gets so like sex talky that I'm just like you gay, bro? You know, where he's almost like, yeah, so I'm in these jeans. And then I take out my jeans and I fuck all these girls. I'm like, aren't you like 45 and single? Like, and you're talking about your jeans and then fuck? Like, you're you're a full-blown gay guy. He's got a girlfriend now. And I watched the left try to slow bait him into attacking Dane. What do you mean? Uh, his girlfriend's 19, just turned 19. Yeah. And the I think the left was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's put this out there. Dane's dating a 19-year-old. What's everyone think about that? And I think enough people were like, she's legal. She's a grown-up. She can do yeah. whatever the fuck she wants. It's like, I don't know. What about all those gay guys that keep banging the 12-year-olds in the hills? <laughs> dude, that is... What, what, That's real, dude. What, what's the director's and By the way, name? right now, the pedophile uh, normalization thing is like... One of the guys, like on my uh, Twitter and stuff, a lot of what the unbearables do is just bash these pedophiles that are trying to get like normal status. They're like... They're doing the whole shit where it's like, I'm, it wasn't a choice. I'm just attracted to children. Like I deserve to be in this fucking world, dude. No, that's not real. Oh, it's not only real. It's an epidemic. Are you serious? Oh, dude, because that's, that's, that's why you got to plant a flag because LGBT QAIP, the P is now pedophile. No, no, it's not. That can't be real, bro. I can't believe in this. I can't believe in this. No, because the argument is if I identify as a man, I can also identify as a different age or a different race. If Sean King can be black, this guy can be a six-year-old. And it's all been pushing towards that the whole fucking time. It's like, I'm 45, but I'm really six. (laughs) And it's like, if you argue that, then you argue trans and you argue Sean King and it all falls apart. How is that Sean King thing? How have black people not lit him up? They do. they do you just don't get any you don't get to see it black people are like same with elizabeth warren she's not a fucking american indian she's just a stupid crazy Who's elizabeth cunt. warren she's a, a politician leftist who says she was 130 i'm not joking she says she's 136th uh american indian that's what got her a job at harvard and uh there's no record whatsoever that she is and she said it's because her family had good cheekbones. I'm not kidding. And there's a leftist. And so it's like, that's, she took something from an actual American Indian who I'm friends with a lot of them growing up. I live right next to a uh, uh, res and I played lacrosse. So these people need some fucking help sometimes. And so this stupid cunt fucking does this. And, and the left is like, Oh, how dare you? Trump calls her Pocahontas. And, and, and Oh, I heard this. Yeah. Yeah. And so Trump gets called racist that's like if like Sean King got a scholarship to a black college. He's white. That's like if I say I'm a girl, so I get a fucking business loan from the government for a female business. Fuck that shit. Wait, no. Uh, who did? Who did? Uh, who did? Here, pull that mic closer to your face, just in case. Sorry, I was who yelling. Did, who did? Uh, who did? Um, Chappelle light up in his special. 
Rachel Maddow, not Rachel Maddow. Rachel Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. That was pretty, I, dude. I I was I was can tell you where I was walking when I heard him light her up. Because part of me, I don't. I keep my head out of that because I go. I, I, don't. I don't know anything about her. I don't know if she is. I got lit up by Sean King. Are you serious? Oh yeah, because I did a joke where I was like, uh, if I was a slave owner, I'd be a progressive slave owner. It wouldn't just be black people. It'd be all the people. I want all the people: black, white, cis. You know, I'm doing a whole joke about it's anyone who can't outrun the har- the the nets and the harpoons. Like the whole joke. Is, is making fun of, um, what's it called? Prejudice. Because prejudice is good. Like, I'm prejudiced against fucking other women than my wife. I'm prejudiced against eating poison. Like, the whole, like, prejudice means you're prejudicial to not doing something you don't choose to do. Yeah. So it's like, I'm mocking that you can be a slave owner and be no prejudice. It's like you get anyone, I just want any slave. I don't judge who they are. And so he starts lighting me up, and I'm like, oh, Sean King... You didn't admit you were white as soon as slavery came back. And then I got blocked and then fucking everyone started, you know, going crazy. I got suspended from Twitter for a week and then another time for a week. <laughs> I've been suspended. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Are you worried about getting kicked off for good? No, I got to back up. I'm Owen Benjamin and then Owen Bergeman. <laughs> so Owen, Owen Benjamin has like 110,000 and Owen Bergeman is already almost a four. And that's all I really care about anyway, because it's the Bears. I can't imagine, like, Ari's been frustrated about him getting kicked off. And he's just keeps, I'm doing a pick of the girls, go to the Liberty. Has he kicked off permanently? Oh, oh fucking God damn it. Hey, we have, uh, uh, yeah, he's kicked off permanently. Why? Because he fucking threatened my family. <laughs> Did you get him kicked off? No. He Someone's got to report it. Oh, I'm sure. Well, he has been in so many fights with people. Like he just does stuff that, you know, he does stuff in a very provocateur way. Yeah. He used to be the amazing racist and try and round up Mexicans. Yeah. And he, he, uh, I, I, and what he said was, I didn't think it was actually bad at all. He was like, uh, I want my records. I want my records or I'm going to kill you and I will home invade your house and kill your family. That's which hilarious. I guess is, yeah, which if you go, oh yeah, the guys just spent a week together in Atlanta and he gave me these records to fly home. They're right there. They're sitting right there. Um, the ones I haven't broken. And so uh, I keep breaking them on Instagram. I got a good one I'm doing this uh, this week. I'll tell you about it now because no one's going to, you'll have already seen it by the time you hear this. When's this going up? Uh, by next week. Nice. And uh, we have... Um, there's one record that he bought that's brand new. It's uh, it's Black Hava Sabbath. Dila. Black oh, Sabbath. Nice. Yeah, Black Sabbath, and it's all wrapped in the plastic. And so I'm gonna do a thing where I look at the record and I go, I'm standing outside and I'm like, I was like, hey guys, Bert Kreischer sitting here with Ari Shafir's records, and I just wanted to point out this one, Black Sabbath, is brand new, completely wrapped in plastic. So that obviously means it must be waterproof. And so I'm gonna jump in the pool with it. That's awesome. And then I'm gonna pull it out of the water, see if water got in, and it won't because it's wrapped in plastic. And then I go, wow, waterproof. And then open it in the pool and leave it there. Does that, does that ruin it? <laughs> oh yeah. Holy shit. I love ruining his. Does records. he get pissed? Uh, he's getting a little pissed. He bought it's by the way, it's cause he's he is he's not frugal. Like he doesn't mind spending money, but he doesn't he's doesn't like wasting money. You can say what he is. He's chosen, I think, right? He's, yeah, he's a chosen people. He's a chosen people. Yeah. No, but he's he lives on like he goes his biggest pride and joy is like I I don't need I don't need anything. My all I gotta make is like 
three hundred thousand dollars. That's everything. Everything for the entire year. My my rent's three thousand dollars. His I said three hundred thousand wrong. My rent's three thousand dollars. I gotta make uh, thirty six hundred thirty six thousand dollars. Then I'm good. I can do the whole year. Fifty thousand dollars. I can live my whole life. I don't need anything. Bro, I'm because I'm a quarter Jew, I'm a quarter Jewish, so I have a little of that. Yeah. Right. Literally, I just am doing numbers with my wife all the time. Where oh. I'm like, where I'm like, oh, we got twelve thousand from that unit, forty four thousand from that, and then with the Vimeo. Oh, I'm good now. Now I'm free. Yeah. And it's just like, and then you're good. Then you just have freedom. It's very nice to go. My year's covered. Totally. And and, and Ari's year's covered after like one of his gigs. I mean, he spent, Is he pissed he spent, about the Comedy Central show that it went to Roy? I think so. Um, I don't, I think he's not pissed at Roy. I don't think any of us were pissed at Roy. Uh, Segura and I opted out of it. You can't get mad at black people these days anyway. We well, can't get mad at Roy. He's such a sweet guy. Oh, dude, Roy's a fucking yeah. the best. And, and, so, and I, w- I would I do the same a, thing. And by I, the way, they all... I've they, been on like Utah rafting trips with Roy. Like he's, me and Roy... He's like, really I've been a to fucking, Iraq with Roy, literally. Yeah. And and he's a legit... And this Crusher. is one of the things... Legit crusher. Bro, and I called legit, that shit years ago and no one even knew who the fuck he was. I'm like, he's the next guy. And everyone's like... You're stupid. I'm like Roy Wood Jr. will crush with an all black crowd, an all white crowd, north south he just doesn't matter. Murders. Yeah, he he and, and 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 this is what Kevin Brennan kept saying about me yesterday as he was trashing me. Yeah, he's like I can't trash Bird. He's a road guy. Any road guy's a legit comic. He's always been a road guy. Yeah, it's just you're an alcoholic. I mean, you're an alcoholic. You know, fucking shirt off. What the fuck is that? And you know, just in the Kevin Brennan way. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. But the one thing that everyone will say to everyone in this business is like when you earn it from the road like when you see a guy like roy fucking driving five hours from for like an open mic and yeah a gig, yeah you oh go, he is that guy you, there's not one of us ever go take shit away from that guy you no know? and then and then there's guys like like and i'll say i'll even go as far as like you know there's other things in this business where we look at people who've earned it like a guy like adam divine who worked the door at the improv fucking did the open mic sweet scene person. greatest guy uh, created his own. He's got thing. nicer famous. He has got. I by the way, a lot of people become dicks. He became. Me and him used to argue all the time, and I've hung with him since he's become a movie star, and he's like way nicer. Dude, he is. Can I tell you the thing? I've said this a bunch, but the thing that I love about him is that he's now on tour, and he just did this big Iraq tour with the Eliza, and he brought his dad. Like, he like, bro, the, he's straight Iowa man. He's straight Iowa. He brought his fucking dad. You know, a lot of people would bring like. Their buddy or their manager or their agent. You especially see especially if you're him. a fucking movie star. You can see it in him, man. Dude, and his dad just gets blitzed, murders beers, but the, and, and that's loves why he's his enjoying life. It. His dad's got to be like, his dad's, I mean, his dad came from, like, they are humble, salt of the earth people. His dad's a big fisherman. Iowa, Lived bro. in Iowa. And his that's dad's. That's where my family's from. Those people, they don't get fucking tricked. Dude. And his They're like, does this shit grow in the spring and die in the winter? Wrap it up. You know his dad's like, you got to be like, buddy, this is amazing. I mean, I just, and by the way, his dad's probably my fucking age. But like, I watched <laughs> the videos of them on this fucking, one of these Air Force One jets going into Iraq and you know, or wherever, Afghanistan. And Adam's having a blast with his dad. And you go, oh, that's so, dude, that guy following, like, and people go, oh, social media, this, social media, that. Following Adam Devine on Instagram makes me happy. Like totally. I, it makes me he's happy. He's the guy where you're just like, I'm so glad that happened to that guy. Because he can in, handle it well. Yeah, and he's in he's in Australia doing a tour right now, and he's with uh, Adam Ray, and they're fucking going, and they're they're doing great theaters, and they're fucking going to watch tennis and partying. Yeah. And you're like, that's how it should be. Yes, that's how it should be. Exactly. It shouldn't be this whole, like, 
I have power now. I'm going to fuck with you. It's like, well, I have an AR-15, so we'll see how that turns out. What time? All right. I have to go. I have to go do a shoot in, uh, in whatchamacallit. How long have we been going? Two? Two and a half. Okay, that's good. That's a good. great one, um, dude. This has been a great podcast. I could talk to you forever. I w- it bums me out. I wish you lived out here, bro. I've been coming the whole time. <laughs> me too. No, I visit a lot though. I'll visit more, dude. Let me know when you come out every time. I will. I think you do already, but please do because I I could talk to you forever. True, and I bro. feel like I feel like everyone should know. You know, one of the things that I think that Owen stands up for that I stand up for is you can totally disagree with what he says. You can totally disagree with what you I said. Shouldn't know because I'm pretty accurate. But go ahead. Sorry. But like, but like, the, but fucking, just listen and hang out and enjoy. We're both comics. We both like the lightheartedness of fucking the approach of comedy. And fuck, dude, you're 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 one of the greatest guys. You are too, man. And just remember, socialism always ends in genocide. But you can disagree with that if you want. I used to live in the Czech Republic, which you know I get it. But like, whatever. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) This episode was brought to you by the machine.